1: Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary.
0: The TalkSport fan network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. So, the only thing left to say is, you win. Welcome to the Chelsea Fancast, fueled by Guinness, powered by Celery, the show that is celebrating its eleventh birthday.
1: Yes. yes.
0: Oh, I remember the days when we were in the Putney station, we could crack open a bottle of champagne. In fact, we'd do it anyway. It didn't have to be the birthday, but there you go. Now, the fact that many of us were none too confident that Chelsea would get a result against one of the poorest Man United sides in recent memory says much about this season. Uh, With no away win against a top side this season, perhaps we had good reason But with Spurs, Arsenal, United and Chelsea all playing past the parcel with the final two Champions League places, it was imperative Chelsea got something from the game if they want Champions League football next season. As it turned out, we got a draw after going 1-0 down. And withstanding the usual assault on the players from a snide United side aided and abetted by referee Martin Atkinson's ineptitude, the hero was the perennial villain Alonso with an assist from the hapless David De Gea. This seemed to spur Chelsea on, and a better second-half performance might have led to a Chelsea win. But with Higuain playing his very own version of the false nine, Chelsea failed to take the few chances they had. Whether this is a useful point in the race for the top four remains to be seen, but at least we didn't lose. Nevertheless, the Premier League's very own version of the Chuckle Brothers looks set to continue for the next couple of weeks. To quote Jim White from The Telegraph, Here were Man United and Chelsea with the opportunity to land a knockout blow on each other's chin, spending 90 minutes flapping around like a pair of playground princesses. When heavyweight slugging was needed, we had featherweight application. Quite well put, sir, I have to say. Anyway, the Chelsea fancast, number 461, to me, to you. (laughs) <laughs> uh and I, I should really add uh a, ch- a chuckle brothers production possibly but there you go for those that don't know what i'm talking about i'll never be able to explain it maybe some of these guys would uh, we have uh with us tonight actually a very appropriate cast tonight i have to say but uh, leading us off mr jonathan kidd lovely to be on the show course
2: mm. chuckle brothers a couple of comedians uh, their catchphrase was to me, to you, and uh, they ended up on Kiddie's television recently. But they were uh, they were a good act.
0: Mm, they were. They were. They were from Rotherham. There you go. That's about all I know about them. Anyway, yeah, uh, we've got Kiddo uh, with us. Great. It was great you... to see Jonathan uh, on Friday on the Love Sports show when we were both wearing Chelsea. Very unusually for us, we were both wearing Chelsea shirts for the uh, football shirt Friday, whatever it's called, for the Bobby Moore fun but there you go um right we've also got mr dan silver
3: good evening chaps
0: Lovely to see you, Dan, uh, and, uh, you know, we, we thoroughly embarrassed you by, uh, by, by saying how lovely and wonderful you were last week, but thank you for your text, saying how appreciative you were of that. Yeah, not,
3: pleasure.
0: Not as appreciative as those kids, As I tell you, mate, that will live with me for a long time, their happy little faces that uh, going to a game, so well done, mate, you're a star. Lovely to have you on the show, it seems like it's been ages. It's
3: been a very long time, yeah. It
0: has, not it? We, we must sort that out. Uh, now, last, by very means, no means least, uh, the absolutely wonderful Mr Clayton Beerman. Hello. Always such a pleasure having you on the it's, show, mate.
1: It's good to be here, and and I am not worthy to be in the company, Mister Silver. Well done, Dan. That was a, a very selfless gesture, mate. So, very thank good. you, mate. Thank you, mate. Um, I mean, there there could be an aspect of that that says that it's child cruelty making them go to <laughs> Chelsea. <laughs> Certainly this season, but otherwise, no, well done. I think the, be- right.
0: the beautiful thing about being that young, they probably had no idea and were just happy to be there, mate. So there you go. Yeah. Uh, okay. I don't know,
2: Chich, when I was that age, I knew exactly what was going on. Yeah. I used to come
0: back and say, oh, they were terrible. Yeah, But you've always been yeah. a miserable git and a perfectionist, you see. I've- and,
2: so Yeah, and also very old, despite being young. Yeah, dan Turb ter-
3: ter- every week though when you used to go, wasn't it? So oh, true. We were that's
0: good just...
2: today, Dad. <laughs> well,
3: I don't know, don't know, dan They, back they, they, the 30s. He's they going back. To yeah, that's fair enough.
0: Yeah. They won. They won the title in the 50s when he was going. So that's they crazy. can't be that bad. Anyway, uh let's get on with the show. uh on the show tonight, uh, we look at the positives and the negatives from the draw with Man United before concluding that it was indeed a poor game from two poor sides. I kind of like shot our bolt there a bit, haven't I? Anyway, in part two, with one of the most inept performances I've seen from a Chelsea striker in recent times, and let's face it, there's been plenty of choice recently, we ask where does Higuain rank in rank Chelsea strikers, and what on earth is Sarri smoking? if he thinks that he should lead the line at Chelsea next season. Uh, we also question Martin Atkinson's questionable refereeing and assess Chelsea's chances of finishing in the top four, as well as lots of other stuff besides. Now, part three, uh, we look ahead to uh, to Thursday's Europa League semi-final, first leg away to Eintracht Frankfurt. Who will Sarri pick and what would be a good result in what promises to be a very tough test, in my humble opinion? And, drumroll, we celebrate 11 years of the Chelsea fancast, whose birthday it was yesterday, with a few memories of 11 years of podcasting. I cannot believe it's been that long. Crikey. No no wonder I've aged so much. Anyway, in part four, we've got this week's parish notices, plus a few emails to read out, and some questions to answer, no doubt. Now, don't forget, you can listen to the show live every Monday at 7 o'clock by going to Mixilla.com. Uh, which is mixlr.com forward slash chelsea-fancast, where, of course, you can join in the chat by posting on the live chat page, as so many of you do. And, of course, you can always, 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 always uh, just tweet us at uh, Chelsea Fancast during the show. Tell us what you think about the games. Anything else on Chelsea, we will do our best to answer you. And I can see that there are loads of you in there tonight, including the wonderful Matt Jazz, Happy Bird, Paul Crowder, Joe the Blue, Adam Finnegan, Yaroslav Blue, uh, Aurelius13, Andy Willis. Oh, there's so many of you in there. It's always good to see you in there. Glidelight like Boger, Bob Oosry, Kurt. Great stuff, great stuff. Right, uh, let's get on with the show, which we will in a minute. Right. Um, I'm, I'm going to kind of like, you know, and, and I, I kind of had a quick chat with Clayton before uh, we kicked off today. Um, and, uh, you know, I know I know kind of how he feels about it, but uh, I'm going to try and be positive to start with, because, you know, I, I, I'm very mindful of the, pe- the fact that people have kind of moaned about us being a bit negative uh, recently. But there you go. I mean... You know, we've had a horrible season when it comes to away, particularly this this year. But let's be honest; uh, I I don't remember any of us being very confident that we would get a result uh, up there. But not not only do I mean we got a draw and uh, we did go behind, and uh, you know you don't get much more hilarious than uh, David jehaya doing another awful bit of goalkeeping. In fact, it's, it's, <laughs> it seems to be to be t- utterly appropriate that we do have Goalie Fifty Nine in here to comment on that. Um, I don't think it was quite as good as the one he let let through his hands the other week, but it did make me laugh just as much. Clayton?
1: He's he's a quality goalkeeper, and he's going through a really bad time, and it happens. It is actually unusual for somebody who is that good to have made that many mistakes in such a short period of time, I have to say. Um, he didn't have a particularly good World Cup. Um, I... I think... I mean, they've got two games left against two shit teams. Um, I'd take them out of the firing line. They've got nothing to... Well, they've got, obviously, top four to play, but they got the Argentinian goalkeeper. So, I would I would rest him. But, I mean, you know, what does it say? Class is permanent. Form is temporary. Class is permanent. And he's a, he's a fantastic goalkeeper. Always has been. You know, if you ask any Spurs fan who saw him um, single-handedly win that game at Wembley, which was, what, two, two three months ago? Um, I don't know. I, I think he's he's in contract talks, isn't he? Um, and I know this is a bit off the wall, but he was playing against the guy who is um, trying to get his shirt in the Spain national team. And, th- and that might have had a little bit of pressure on him as well. But um, without blowing my bolt for later on, um, if we would have had more than one shot at him... We might have found out, you know, he really was in pieces.
0: Well, I know. I mean, I, I, I don't. You see, you've got me into the negatives already, Clayton, and I was trying to avoid that. But um, I mean, look on the plus side. Uh, you know, uh, I mean, we had more more shots, period, than United. I mean, you know, Chelsea uh, United. Uh, I think I read somewhere it was one of the, some of the fewest shots they've had in the game, like for years. But anyway, we had sixteen apparently, but still only three on target to their five on target. And it just it just beggars belief.
1: But can, uh, can I? Are you? You know, just going back to that point, and and we. I know that, I you are trying to be positive, but I'm I'm really really sorry. But one of the things that made me absolutely fuming yesterday was we scored that goal just before half time. Mm. De Gea's confidence is in pieces. I'm the manager. I basically say, I don't care where you are, shoot. Have a shot, absolutely. Shoot, shoot, shoot. 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 You know, yeah. I know that there's the whole thing about you have to get into a position to shoot, but get yourself in a position 20, 30 yards out. I mean, Rudiger was – you know, when Rudiger took that shot in the first half, I thought, what on earth are you doing? And but and then you see that, and that has to be how you play. I know it's, it's, it's one-dimensional in certain respect, but you've got to do that. We didn't have one long shot after that. I think Higuain's miss um, off De Gea's shoulder in the last minute is the only other shot I can think of that we had after we scored.
2: Considering that Higuain is a man, and we're going to get onto this, who likes belting the ball, yeah. his attemp- attempt at doing a kind of rather effete little dink over the goalkeeper which he saved, was absolutely bizarre. Because, in fact, if he'd belted the fucker, excuse me, if he'd belted it, it would have gone into the roof of the net, which he mm. normally does. Yeah. But then we're going to get onto the... I
0: think he the, was more shocked that he was onside, mate. He, was on, uh, the, uh, well, he uh, kept looking, didn't he? No,
2: Even no after no. he missed it, he looked absolutely but, right. As uh, you say... There's, we, so, there's we, so much wrong with him. We, gonna, we, will, we will get into that. Um, can I the, just say on a completely yeah, of positive note, really positive note, I thought that Alonso <laughs> took yeah. the goal...
1: Fabulous! Brilliantly,
0: Brilliant.
2: totally
1: agree, mate. Totally yeah. agree. Because Com- completely overlooked because of De Gea's mistake, but that yeah. was that was a fantastic finish. It fantastic. was incredibly, incredibly
0: deft, wasn't it? Because he, those, you know, and also, yeah. also the ability
2: that he had not to be offside as well. Yeah, by, by standing in the Lewis, you saw it. I really take my hat off to him. I thought he had a very decent game. Actually, I thought he he he, he really he, he was started off a bit shakily, but after that. But no, that was a com- brilliant, brilliant goal. I was out out of my seat, going, "Oh!" Well, so was
0: I, and I was on the bloody radio trying to do a broadcast <laughs> at the time. You know, I was just saying to Clayton before you two joined, actually, that uh, you know the guys that I do this rodeo show with on the Sunday just absolutely love it when Chelsea are playing on the telly when I'm doing the show because they said my facial expressions and movements are just hilarious. It's like I'm there, and it's you're well, like kicking the ball with the player. yeah. I know, I know. It's it's, yeah. it's very Alec Ferguson in a way. Um, Dan, I, I, I'm <laughs> totally with Jonathan on on Marcus Alonso's goal, and I, and I, I mean, without like focusing on the, on the negative, which is you know it, it, he's not a full-back in my opinion, and I think we were a bit lucky that uh you know he was up against Ashley Young, who's even older than me, I think, <laughs> so he was never going to be really tested. Although Rashford did give it a go until he got injured. But um, he's do you realise he's scored more goals now than any other defender in the Premier League since uh, making his debut for Chelsea in 2016? That's 15 goals.
3: You know, I it's mean... He's, incredible for a defender. Yeah, it is, isn't it? You know? Yeah, and you look at, you know, that's, that's what's that, one in four, that's mm. one in five. It's an incredible mm. record. I mean, it's up there with John Terry, who was like a one in eight, wasn't he, throughout his career? Listen, but, he, he's one of these... Fullbacks so and knows where the goal is he was the first one to react more so than our strikers
0: well i was gonna say where was the bloody striker yeah
3: he saw the ball he right okay watched he watched we saw the replay from the angle he watched the lines so don't be offside he was the first to react he had nobody near him so it was it was a phenomenal finish i mean the united defenders weren't tracking back waiting for the rebound none of our strikers were anticipating he got there. It was a great finish from a tight angle so hmm. he's you know he's certainly more likely lonzo you know the wing back Alonso. We won the league under Conte a couple of years
0: ago. Yeah. Again, I do think that that had a lot to, to do with the lack of threat down the uh, right for yeah. for United. But there you go. I mean, it was a you know, it's really it's really hard to know how to to take this match because, like we've been saying, I mean, I, I you know, I I predicted a draw, which we'll go into later. But I got to be honest, I thought we 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 might lose this because our our form away to the top six this season and away from home generally has just been so abject. But I you know, I come away from it actually weirdly feeling a bit disappointed that we did draw, because, I mean, I, I mean, I, I thought we did get a bit of a shellacking for the first 20 minutes. I kind of agree with Sarri, actually. He said much the same, but I think, you know, in the second half, we were the better side, and I, I think we more than shaded it, and, you know, like we were saying, had Higuain, you know, actually managed to shoot properly, then we might have won it. So I don't know, Clayton. I mean, he, 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 we all agree that we feel a bit disappointed that we only got the draw and we feel we could have won it.
1: Completely. Yeah. Um, I... I you know, we say a lot on this show that sometimes we don't actually recognise how well the opposition play. Um, and I think Manchester United played very well in the first 30 minutes. I think they were yeah, held because our defence was an absolute bloody shambles. Um, but I thought they played well. Um, and, you know, in some respects, you, you doing a positive thing. You look at give us some credit that we're still in the game by the time we equalised. Yeah. Um, so I, I think a, a, a draw was a, a fair result in the in the um, f- after sort of the first half, um, second half, we weren't troubled at all, um, but we didn't do anything.
2: No, we should have won it, shouldn't we?
1: Yeah, I mean I, I was really frustrated. They, they are a, they are a poor side who are down on confidence, and this whole thing about you know. I tweeted on, I can't remember what it was. It was earlier Sunday when Arsenal had a player sent off. At halftime, Brendan Rodgers brought on another striker. And I said, the emperor would never, ever do that. We scored just before halftime. It completely knocked the, did, the, didn't it? the wind out of <laughs> Manchester United. And yet we came out. I'm not saying there should have been any substitutions or anything like that, but there was nothing innovative. We just went about doing what we do. There wasn't any, from my perception, I didn't see anything that we tried to do to actually pile pressure on, like really go for it, hell for leather in the first 10, 15 minutes. Because I'll tell you something, if we would have scored another goal in the first 15 minutes of the second half, they were dead. There's you, no way they were coming back you, from
0: you, that. You know, having, having heard you say that, though, I, I'll fess up. I don't know if I said this on air yesterday or not, but... I, I literally, in fact, I think I did actually. I literally counted down the minutes between the forty-fifth and the sixtieth minute, uh, just praying that Chelsea me, me weren't going, yeah, that Chelsea me weren't going to let a goal in because that's what they always do. But well, Jonathan, sorry mate, go on. He, sorry, mate, fact, go on.
2: They, I wonder whether he'd given them the uh, the message at half time rather than go for it. was yeah.
0: make sure they don't score. Well, you can understand that to be fair. Yeah. Yeah. Given that they nearly always do, I mean, I think Clayton's got a point there, J.K. I mean, you know, basically we we were just so slow and and uninspired. I mean, I th- I think in a sense, you know, it, it it was it was indicative of a lot of this season. I mean, only having these three shots on target in ninety minutes, we just seemed to be you know bereft of any creativity and penetration. And I, and I know, I know that a lot of this is down to the strikers. Let's be honest, and we're going to do that in part two. I know, but i mean surely the system and the way of playing or the way of not playing to what sarri wants or whatever you want to put it has something to do with this
2: but i mean, I, agree. I think I, the, the problem is is for the first until the goal we were dreadful and i was looking thinking oh god this is so off. what what is he playing i couldn't see Cerismo. i couldn't see um, being de- defensive and breaking well i saw um Hazard trying his guts out as always. I saw some little patterns being created. I saw Kovacic just not quite working out what on earth he's doing. Um, uh, I, I, and I, I was thinking they're not going to—they're not going to score in a month of Sundays. Whereupon, then, immediately Rüdiger had his shot, and uh, uh, and the pattern changed. So I, I don't—I don't understand any more what he's up to. You know, I've always been a big advocate of him attempting to play. Somebody making tea. Um, I don't know what
0: that was. What was that? Anybody want to fess up? That was my phone going off. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> it's now on silent. It sounded nice like a one.
3: volcano.
2: It sounded like nice somebody's one. dishwasher. Oh my god. Um No, I couldn't um I, you know, I always try and look for a pattern, you know, even with my lack of knowledge of tactics, I'm always looking for something that he may be doing. And I can't see it. All I could see was Rüdiger and Louise really not knowing what was up. Dave playing appallingly. And even in the second half, Dave just cannot centre. Neither fullback can centre. So, but nobody was in the box anyway. And after a bit, you just think... What what is going on? What pattern is this? But as I say, as you said, that they they were very good first first twenty five minutes, half an hour. They were actually very good. United, they were much much better than they have been, as we prophesied, Chidge on Friday, because we said they would raise their game, because they always do. But uh, but it was it was uh, for me, it was just I, trying to discern what on earth was going on, and I. I you know, I, I I always try and find positives from him because I think he attempts to do stuff, but I can't I can't work out what on earth has happened. But I, I, it doesn't prevent me from saying. And once again, as I said on Friday, I think that he'll have a completely different team for during the weeks with Giroud up top, who will then and they'll win because it, they don't seem to have the same shackles that the first team seems to have. I don't know what whether he utterly confuses them, but. Um, I mean, Hazard doesn't seem to be playing to any pattern at all, other than he doesn't particularly defend, other than get the ball and, and do his magic, which mm. is which is kind of okay. But he's got to have the players with him. I don't... Yeah. Uh, um, and we're going to get round to it. I have to say, I, once again, the team was not helped
0: by the appalling refereeing. No, indeed. Let's uh, park that one, because I want to go full bore on that in a minute. I mean, Dan, it is perplexing, isn't it? I'll tell you what I would say, though. I mean, you know, to be fair to United, that was a very good goal, I thought. It was really, really well put together. But I have to say, Dan, you know, where where was the... It's like Barry Davies, isn't it? Where were the Germans? Well, in our case, where was the midfield tracking back? And I think, again, this is something very symptomatic, and I think I picked this up from... Uh, the wonderful Jonathan Liu, actually in the Independent, and he said the ease with which Chelsea let teams pass the ball into their penalty area has been their undoing for most of the season. It's hard to disagree with that, is it?
3: Yeah, I mean it's like Achilles' heel for us, mm. you know. As much as it is, you know, pressing Jorginho or not let us have the ball. I mean, there's nobody within ten foot of matter. No midfielders. Louis on the line made a half-ass attempt to try and get to it. You know, a bit more aggression could have potentially got there, but it's so easy. The way Lukaku paid the ball over the top. You know, everyone had to turn. Ball comes across. There's no one there. It's so easy. It was so, it was so predictable. I mean, I you know, I, I thought a one nil we probably would be lucky to get a draw. We got a draw, but there's no kind of as you said earlier. There's no kind of in game management to say, right, you know what, let's do this, let's do that, mm. let's change it up. It just it just doesn't. He's so rigid. He's so. Stuck in his ways. I appreciate he's got a philosophy, but you adapt. You say to my, you know, if that was Pep, for sake of argument, he would have done boo boo boo, three changes. City have gone and won that game 3 1, like they did on Wednesday night against um, United. Admittedly, they've got better players, but or clock they've got a, they've got a philosophy but they can adapt
0: yeah i mean i can love that i don't know adapt. if don't know if you saw uh, i you see, I'm, I'm a big fan of Sean Dyche. I know i should, i should probably wash my mouth out and go and I hide like in him. a dark corner but i i've got a lot of love and time for him i saw the presser uh this morning on on sky sports news and he was talking about Guardiola saying you know in the last minute stick it in the corner stick it in the corner keep it in the corner and i think that kind of embodies exactly what you're saying Dan i mean that's so unguardiola like but he you know he manages for the situation and that's exactly you know they were they were up against it i watched the I mean, match on sunday last, and they were up against it weren't they yeah. against burnley
3: last 10 minutes every time they got forward they just slowed right down just mm. like sterling could have made a break but no he turned around he passed it back they just they kept possession so they you know when you've got the ball, you can't be scored against. Mm, anyway, and you
0: know. Yeah, I mean, you know. Bottom. I think actually, do you know what? Just as a kind of an all-round summary of the game, you know, and uh, funny enough, there's something I did mention yesterday. Actually, you know, there was a poor game from what are at the moment two pretty poor sides, and I mean, oh how the mighty have fallen. I mean, you know, uh, eleven years ago we were both in the Champions League final. You know, and, and where are we now? It's it's really quite sad to see in a sense. Well, it's not sad to see United down there, clearly, but obviously hmm. it is for us. Uh, listen, the, the one thing I want to kind of wrap this part up with, actually, talking of sad, is, uh, you know, because Antonio Rudiger wonderfully cracked off a shot uh, which, uh, which De Gea fum- fumbled uh, for Alonso to score. Uh, but it looks like he's done his knee. I mean, I don't know if any of you have... Uh, you know, seen the latest on this, but there's there's rumours abounding that that could be the end of his season, which is a real blow to us, I think. Clayton,
1: I've, I've not seen anything, but even just looking at him yesterday. Yeah, no, I think it's dreadful. Um, I think it's it's a real, real shame. Um, and he's our best
0: defender and has been by a mile this season well he?
1: it's, he's more than a defender he's a leader he, he's somebody who actually looks like he gives a toss now I'm not saying that they don't because I think they you know quite a lot of them do um, but he's somebody who, who sort of puts himself about we haven't got anybody we haven't got anybody nasty and, and and he you know even when he wasn't playing against Burnley at the end of the game he appeared on the bench and, and was basically getting involved because it matters and he cares. And, you know, he came out last season when he was frustrated with a couple of the results. I love him. I think he's great. And I think it is a great shame. Um, I sort of, I thought Louise yesterday had a funny sort of game because I thought in the first half, he was just awful, which goes against everything I think about him, which is, he's a big game player. And yesterday was a big game. And I thought in the first half, I thought he was absolutely pants, but he actually played a lot better. And I have to say, his fake thigh strain to let Christiansen <laughs> come on was one of the <laughs> highlights of the season. There's very there few two. highlights this season, but that was absolutely superb. Well, yeah, it was quite no, odd, it, wasn't it? Or a groin other, other,
2: strain, wasn't it? A groin. Yeah, it was it it, was
1: a groin it, strain. It was he absolutely his cough, didn't he? Yeah. It was really funny. Um, but what I just, you know, the, the, the Rudiger injury just highlights the absolute folly of basically um, putting Cahill in cold storage.
0: Well, I mean, what do you think, do you think, I mean, you know, because obviously, I know we'll talk about this later, but, you know, clearly Christensen comes into contention to partner Louise now, but, you know, surely, surely uh, Cahill has to be on the bench, doesn't he?
1: Surely. I think he he will be on the bench, but the fact is, you know, it's a semi-final of the Europa League. And
0: he hasn't played all season.
1: And he hasn't played all season. So you can't just, you know, if you wanted that experience, and and I think... um, I can't remember whether you said it or somebody said it last week. Cahill would have been perfect to play yeah. against
0: Burnley. Oh, yeah, definitely. Definitely, yeah. You
1: no, know, but how can he play? He hasn't played for, I don't know when the last time he played. Oh. January?
0: Oh, before that. December? I think he played. He was in... He was, he, I th- the last time I remember him playing was, was in the, in the Caribou. Cup. No, Caribou Cup against Liverpool up there, and that was in September. You know, I mean, you know, freezing him out, I've got to say, is piss poor management by anybody, you know, whether it's Sarri or not. All right, let's let's uh, let's get on with this and get out of this park. Cause there's loads to talk about, uh, including, uh, I mean, you know, talking of, uh, uh, you know, inept performances, I've got to say Higuain is up there and I'm wondering about him and I'm wondering about Sarri, thinking he should actually be there at Chelsea next season, for God's sake. But also, very inept, was Martin Atkinson and we do like to kick a referee, so we're going to be doing that in part two.
1: place for Chelsea fans. Footballfancast.com
0: Real fans, real opinions.
3: I'm Jason Cundy and you're listening to Chig and the Boys on the Chelsea Football Fancast. Total nutters and proper Chelsea.
0: Uh, right, welcome back. I'm Stanford Chid. You are listening to the Chelsea Fancast. Uh, while you're there, uh, and not not maybe you're obviously listening to the show now, but when you're not listening to the show, in fact, well, you could probably do it if you're listening on your computer. Go to chelseafancast.com. Loads of great stuff on there. Uh, you know, we've got loads of blogs that go up quite regularly. Uh, Alex's blog, uh, Alex the Girl Who Likes Balls Churchill. Her latest kind of match review is up there, which is always very entertaining. Uh, Dean Mears writes very, very regularly. Um, and of course you can always listen to the, uh, the, to the fancast live on Mixler via the blog that I put up. Cause it's got a little player in it. So there you go. So you do check it out. Always some good stuff there. Plus the fact actually some other interesting things like who we are, where we like to go and have a drink, uh, all sorts of other useful information, who our mates are. There's some other stuff on this, not just blogs. So there you go. Anyway, check it out. Chelseafancast.com. Now, uh, we were, we've been teasing this for most of the first part really about, uh, Higuain. Um, who was who, who managed? I think he was offside five times, which I think is uh, the equal record with Chris Woods from Burnley for the most offside this season in a game, uh, and uh, also uh, you know a missed chance, which you know let's face it, you know we only had three chances, so and it could have it could have brought home all three points, which would have been lovely. I mean, I think there was a lot of kind of chatter on Twitter last night, which I caught up when I got home very 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 late last night uh, about you know about Wayne and where he ranks. Uh, In fact, actually, very funnily, I think somebody, you know, some organisation put it up, a Michu Batshuayi uh, checked in to say, I'm just checking that I'm not on the list of all-time crap strikers for Chelsea. Now, me, Dan and Clayton and Jonathan probably have a combined Chelsea-watching age, uh, you know, span of about 150, probably. So we've seen a few Chelsea strikers in our time. I'm I'm very tempted, chaps, not to say where does he rank in the all-time, uh, you know, Nadir of Chelsea strikers. But I think maybe just keep it to the Premier League, or see, even since Roman was the was the owner. But uh, I'll kick off with you, Jonathan, as you know, seniority and all of that. You go first. Well,
2: I compared um, because I go so much further. I can't really uh, in the in the Premier League. You'd have to start talking about Shevchenko, which I think is you know twenty times better. Um, and Torres, who I think is 40 times better than Higuain. And I thought both of them were pretty inept. So. Uh, Pato, uh, Falco? And. Uh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But they were sort of kind of temporary, you know, signings, really. Yeah. Um, yeah. Well, Falco, I had a bit of time for, actually. He scored a wonderful header. I didn't think he was given. Um, uh, actually, on reflection, though, no, he was as shit as Higuain, was <laughs> to be honest. <laughs> um, Pato, Pato scored a goal he was very pleased to score his goal wasn't he Pato but no yeah. I'd like to Pato like more than Pato mate I'd like just even for a moment to give a to be allowed to compare him to Sutton and I'd like to be able to compare him to Fleck and I'd like to be able to c- compare him to Mitchell and going back even further Alan Mays I'd like to be no no funnily enough Funny enough no I, there was a thing Alan Mays was o- sort of okay apart from his bizarre desire to get the ball and turn around a complete circle which confused me about him but he did score a couple of decent goals actually he was uh, for the standard of what was going on around him he was all right um, and weirdly, and something else that nobody will have any knowledge of at all of course, was Derek Kevin, who had a, a season of complete incompetence, um, uh, was utterly the wrong man and always made, made me realise that if you're playing a system that doesn't suit you, you're completely screwed because Kevin was just used to bombing through and having a winger stick it on his head. And Tommy Doherty was trying to play completely differently because Kevin scored no goals, hardly played um uh, and then the following year went to Everton and scored 30 so oh, yeah. Um, uh, yeah so That's was very quickly,
0: Chelsea that is isn't
2: very it very Chelsea wasn't it very Chelsea that was 63 um but uh um it, 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 what I find awful about it is that it, we 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 had such high hopes for higuain um because because of his only 2 years ago 3 years ago what was it his scoring ability of scoring 38 and being the, the infernal goal machine, as Sarri entitled him, and to see this shuffling idiot
3: who could not be,
2: <laughs> could not be bothered to get back on side when you know, well, on a couple of occasions, it was it was like having a bloke. Just I, I expected to see him have a fag as well. You know, just thinking he's. It was like watching people I used to play Sunday football with, including including I t- told you my mate Steve Pratt. It was always offside to such an extent when we had, um, you know, the substitute would be the linesman that he'd actually put his hand up and say, I'm I'm offside, I'm actually offside. And we'd say, put your hand down for God's sake, Steve, just get back. Nobody noticed. God, what's the matter with you? Because he was so honest. But um, it, it really has deteriorated into utter, utter incompetence for me when you've got a bloke on the bench who is, is you know, 40 times better than him. What on earth is going through his head, Sarri? Does he somehow think he's going to... What's going to come good if you're centre-forward? All he does is flap his arms ab- about, um, get hates the fact that he hasn't been picked out to the inch. He's going to do some running, so that's what you do as a forward you run a bit you don't stand there waiting the ball to be delivered to your foot and then and then it, it does that exasperation thing that players do you think oh you're not really very good are you no it, it's I, I described him on uh, uh, on twitter last night as as my gran with a urinary infection <laughs> And I felt that seemed to sum him up because she was very, very hard to it was very hard to get her to move around at all in that stage. If, it, if you then uh, cured it with some antibiotics, she would be back to normal. But oh, my goodness, what on earth is going on? Well, and please, jo- jo- go please, on, mate. Sorry,
0: please, you haven't finished yet. You carry on. I'm loving this rant. Carry well, on. Please don't have him back next year. Please. Well, we'll get on to that. We'll get on to that. Let's park oh. that. Let's park that thought for a minute. Oh, God. Uh, I, this is brilliant. I don't think I've heard Jonathan this wound up for you know since he's been on the show, Clayton. It's quite I'm, quite remarkable. No, I,
2: I, I, hang on one second, one second. I'm so. You've oh, right got now. more. There's more. There's more. Because Go on. Of the, because of the hopes that we had for him,
0: and and I feel completely
2: let down by that. And in fact, it's it's infuriated me more about the manager that he keeps on playing this complete pile of shit.
3: <laughs> and kill us the ball because the board didn't want to sign him. They didn't think he was good enough. Yeah, no, that's right.
2: right. Absolutely, that's one of the only occasions they appear to have got it right.
0: Yeah. Uh, all right. Listen, I, actually, you know, Rob Dog. I think it's Rob Dog. Uh, no, it was it was Aurelius who knows his onions. He said that we had high hopes uh, for Higuain because Gir- Giroud was shit. Uh, but I think he's he compar- yes, yeah. I mean, he's got true, a point yeah. there. And yeah. Morata. Let's be fair. Yeah. But there you go. Uh, Dan, you, we we you know where, where does he rank for you, Higwain, in terms of uh, not being that good?
3: I mean, awful. I mean, I can't. He just, I mean, he scored goals against you know championship opposition. Um, he just looks so lazy. I mean, I was getting so frustrated. He was just ambling back from an offside position, breaking down time after time after time. He's got no interest. He's, I mean, you know, Fleck, at least Fleck tried. At least you know, well Sutton was shit. You know, Fleck tried. Yeah, me.
0: Sutton. Sutton's getting quite a few mentions on Mixler actually in our yeah. in our kind of list uh, of all time pant strikers. I think so, yeah. Pato
3: Pato was. I think, I think um, what's his face? The guy from Monaco. We just mentioned yeah. him. What's oh, the guy from oh, Falco? Fal- I think Falco's unlucky with injuries.
0: Yeah. Um, I mean, Kesman's got a Kes- mention on Mixler.
3: Yeah, I think
2: Kessman, Kessman, that's a bit unfair. Yeah, and, also, and Kalu, but you can't mention no, Kali- Kalu. No, Kalu's
3: all right. Striker. And also, also, also yeah. I think the Dutch league's very hit and miss. You can't come across and do very, very well, or you're utter shit. There's no middle ground with Dutch yeah. strikers. I mean, you look at Van Nistelrooy, the guy Alves, who went to Middlesbrough. One was brilliant, one was shit. The Dutch is no, very, com- very easy to score against. And to the jump br- like at Yanson at Spurs, he's done appallingly. Mm. I think mm. he's he's been an awful signing. Say wants his man, but he's been shit.
0: Yeah, you know, and I think no. that therein lies the problem, Dan. Um, Clayton, uh, where do you stand on Higuain? I mean, to, just I'll, I'll let oh, you sorry. go first, and I'll then I'll <laughs> proffer my view.
1: Sorry, um, I I'm just blown away by Jonathan really to be perfectly it's honest. It's quite an I'm, amazing round that wasn't I'm it? just a, a little bit um, subdued by what he said because I don't actually think I can add very much to that. I just think that Higuain sums up the club yeah. and their um, recruitment policy. I I cannot believe that uh, Michi Baciuai or Tammy Abrahams would have been any worse than them. Now, Call me naive, call me whatever you want. But I don't know what's wrong with Batshuayi. I don't know why managers don't give him a chance. But I'll tell you something. He wouldn't have done... He would... You'd have been
0: offside for probably about the same amount of chance, possi- you know, time. Possibly, possibly.
1: Yeah. But he would have chased down. I mean, the one thing that drives me mad about Higuain and, and the one thing about supposedly ball or whatever is... When you watch Manchester City or Liverpool or Tottenham, they close down the opposition defence. We don't. And we're supposed to be playing in a similar way. And if you've got some guy who can't actually... He, he just reminds me of that guy. Sunday morning, the opposition always used to have yeah. a striker who you had to literally pull out the pub... Yeah. He was always really, really skillful, but you knew that he'd never. He was always dirty. You knew he could never run for the ball. You knew he had absolutely no stamina, and that's what he reminds me of. It's just, I mean, it's just absolutely farcical. And the fact that our manager has stood by him, hoping to play him into form, when everything that he basically does suggests that that's not going to happen. It's just a joke. I mean, it's just a joke. You know, the 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 thing about the goal we scored yesterday, that should have been him. Yeah, totally. not our bloody left back. What was he doing? Just lighting up on the eighteen-yard line, thinking, "Oh, that was a good shot." Just, I mean, it's everything that's wrong with the club. I haven't answered your question. No, you
0: have in a, in a I, way. I, I you've think, taken it in a different angle, no, which is great. I, I
1: just, I just think that Sutton was Sutton and Fleck were Fleck and Sutton. I've got a theory about Sutton. If Sutton would have scored eat the one of those two one-on-ones yeah. in his first game, he probably would yeah. have been all right. Yeah. And he but, just after that, it gone Johnson.
0: I was just going to say, you know, with Chris Sutton, once a centre half, always a centre half, in my <laughs> view. Uh, now, um, I'm going to have my say on Higuain because I, I, I think a lot of the disappointment stems from the fact that we managed to delude ourselves, really, because he was superb. He's he's a, he's an absolute world class player. He was. You know, I mean, that season in Napoli is is no coincidence. We all thought, oh, he's Sarri's boy. You know, he'll understand the system. It it all made perfect sense. Apart from the fact that we, you know, as we often do, we blinded ourselves to the absolutely obvious thing, that his legs have gone, he's too old, and he was crap for AC Milan. I mean, they must have been laughing all the way to the bank, AC. I It was like being done over by the mafia. I mean, they (laughs) must have been laughing all the way. A bit like the Italian job, you know. Unbelievable, and
1: well, maybe they thought they were getting their own back because back of backer Yoko.
0: Well, maybe, or, yeah. Although well, he's been really good, you know, he's been good standing. for them. Yeah, exactly, Dan. I mean, here's the thing, right? I mean, uh, just to give you an idea of how mugged off we've been, allegedly he's he's on a, on about two hundred and seventy grand a week. He's getting paid more than Hazard, right? Now, I, I don't think anybody knows exactly what this is. What the rumor is? Uh, there's a nine million quid loan fee for the second half of this season. So basically if he doesn't score at all for the rest of the season, right, those four goals will have cost Chelsea a little over 4 million. And 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 uh, what I cannot understand is is Sarri's comments uh, saying that you know he'd like him to stay next season and he'll come good. And he was comp- I've moaned about this before I know and he's done it again saying oh well you know Luis Suarez in his first season only scored 3 goals and then he scored 16 and then he scored 25. Luis Suarez was in his mid 20s. It's just insane. I cannot understand. What is, what is Sarri smoking? It ain't bloody Marlborough gold, that's for sure. More like Acapulco gold. <laughs> Unbelievable, man. Oh, dear. And, and, I, and I get you right. I mean, Dan and Clayton, I think you all basically said it. I mean, to be fair, actually, Dan did make this point. The club the club didn't want him. They didn't want him in the summer. And they, they you know, maybe the club are being clever. Maybe they're using, they'll use Higuain as a stick to beat Sarri with. Do, I don't know. Do you
1: not think the club's reluctance was the money rather than the actual ability? They have to rely well, on, yeah. on the coach, on the ability. I think their reluctance was, was basically they didn't want to pay that much money for somebody of that age. Well, well, yeah, I've, I've
2: read that there were a massive targets in the contract, none of which he's achieved. <laughs> did, not, did you not read that at all somewhere? No, well, I did I was give up
3: smoking. Yeah, yeah. No, not
2: He hasn't cost them as much as uh, uh, right. uh, as they thought originally.
0: All right. Well, we, we will see. I mean, it's quite funny. I was with these two chaps. You know, they're actually really good lads. Actually, Matt Beadle who's a Man United fan, and Will Pew, who who's West Ham, and you know, they both do a lot of writing for all sorts of people. And they they are on this kind of Sunday love sports show I do. But anyway, they they came up with some brilliant stuff about Higuain. They said, well, the trouble with Higuain, you see, is it's basically because he's losing his hair. And I said what? And they said, he's, he's, and they noticed that he basically spends most of the match fiddling with it, or trying to. You know, it's almost like a modern day version of a Bobby Charlton comb over. He's, he's losing his hair, and he keeps trying to like, you know, you know, brush Swarm it over, it. so he, so, he it look, over, yeah, yeah. so he doesn't look, yeah, so he doesn't look bald. And they, they said that's the that's the problem with him. So there you go. Maybe they're right. Well, I don't know. Like it could be, you
2: know, it could be that that becomes the focal point, and he's embarrassed. Well, they
0: said that. Matt was saying this. He said that he won't, you won't believe, he, I can't possibly reveal who he was talking about, but he said you wouldn't believe the number of footballers who, they're, they're basically so insecure that if they start losing their hair, it's like a sign that they've lost their virility and it completely knocks them sideways. So he, well, he had, they're not he, getting the right advice, Chidge. Yeah.
3: They should speak well, to me. Well, Hegwayne's oh. not scoring on off, on off the picks then, is he?
0: Well, indeed, indeed. Right, let's get off Hegwayne before we all blow a gasket. No, no, let's blow another one, I know. Let's go for Martin Atkinson. Oh. Uh, I, god I've, I've titled this even worse than kevin friend oh. uh which is some feat and by the way kevin friend's just been given the fa cup final bloody no. hell. now hell. Uh, the watching I, I know i know i know the <laughs> l- list of list of crimes list of crimes uh okay
3: uh jonathan
0: i know i know uh right uh i'm just going to read this out and then we can Pick on each one. I mean, Rojo on William and Higuain, actually, which he managed to do in the space of about five seconds. Complete and utter dirty bastard. Should have been a red card. Matic on Aspilaqueta. He missed and ignored. You know, okay, yellow probably, who knows, but completely ignored. And I mean this, this I've taken from Jonathan Liu, who has put this better than I ever could. And he says, And of course, no discussion of United shithousery would be complete without Ander Herrera, who undertook his now customary one man hit job on hazard with the usual sadistic relish. I mean that was just genius. Mm-hmm. That an inept response from, from Axe. Nothing.
2: You Absolutely just wonder what do do? nothing. They, well, they were complimenting him on the fact that he's up with play. Well, if he's up with play and he's watching Hazard be kicked again, do something about it. But also, I really have to bring in here that the, the linesmen, I'll call them deliberately linos if we're not supposed to, we're supposed to call them assistant referees. What It seems to me that Atkinson has that approach, which is you don't do anything because I'm so close to the action. I see everything. You don't need ever to flag. Did you see the linesman ever flag other than offside or ball in and out of play? No, they didn't do anything. They didn't point out any fouls because he is clearly the man in charge. He has such an ego and it's utterly inept beyond belief that they're allowed to get away with this. The sooner that him and friend are booted out, the better. Absolutely appalling refereeing. You're just watching complete disbelief. And what I hate is then on match of the day... We don't see anything of the fouls or matches. We see the end foul with with, Rock, with Rojo. Of course, should have been sent off. But the previous one with the with the elbow is just ignored. And as we say, Herrera's constant fouling of of Hazard. It's completely uh, disbelief. I was hoping that Oliver's reaction over the last couple of years would have some influence on the referees. But they are clearly so fond of themselves that they think what they're doing is perfect. And for some idiot in the referee's setup than to give friend the cup final. Oh, what is the matter with him?
3: You didn't I, I, you didn't
2: know that. You didn't know that, did you? I didn't I've uh, oh got no. enough. No, of course I didn't yeah. know it. Yeah. But as soon, the sooner that they have and also the whole process of time added on and 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 the people waiting. God, the sooner that we, we have a situation where there are are, are off the field timekeepers who deal with it, the better. Because then the referee doesn't get the blame because they're all scared of getting the blame of adding too much time on. Oh, I mean, it's legitimate when there's been a big injury, so you get seven minutes added on. But otherwise, they they just don't have it in them to uh, to almost to to to, to 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 referee the game properly. They've got a set of rules that make them look good, and I absolutely
0: despair of it. Well, Jonathan, it's brilliant to hear you on such a good form. We've had loads of comments about you this evening already. All, all positive, I have to say. Mark Barfurt. Mark, I'm going to read these out, mate. These are quality. Mark Barford, the lovely Mark Barford. Mark, it's lovely to see you in here as ever, and I do hope you're bearing up. He says, Picturing JK with knotted hanky on his head and clenched fists with steam coming out of his ears. I think you've got that right. Uh, and then uh, well, I've got another one here. Uh, Joe the Blue says, JK is on fire <laughs> uh, tonight, uh, and I think Rob Dog says as Jonathan stopped by Starbucks on the way. Uh, over to the uh, fan cast tonight. Uh, there you go. And, uh, and Andy Willis says, Jonathan, I can recommend some anger management even though your sentiments are absolutely justified. And uh, Mark Barford, just to, to, to make sure for the, the teenagers in the room, he say, he's saying a la Gumby from uh, the Monty Python, of course, <laughs> as we would all remember. Uh, anyway. Uh,
2: so uh, put, I need to put my wellies on and to have do. a, a I just fair go, go and, sweater as well,
0: don't I? Yeah. Yes. yes. Listen, love, go and have a lie down for five minutes. No, we'll, no, we'll, what I'm going to do, no? teachers, Okay. All right. tennis racket. I'm going to Okay. I the shit out of a, out of a <laughs> pillow on my bed, Yeah, right. yeah OK, it's good. It's good. <laughs> that's good anger management, mate. I, I, it works for me. I mean, I Dan and Clayton, I don't know how we follow that, or even if we can. I mean, he's pretty much done the lot. Uh, but I, I tell you what really pisses me off most, actually, and and, and that's the way – I mean, this is classically united, we have to say. I mean, you know, Atkinson wouldn't be the first, man, uh, first referee who's refereed at Old Trafford, who's let him get away with literally murder. But I think that Rojo tackle, I mean, how that, I mean, I think he got a yellow, but how he didn't get sent off for that, Clayton, is just just beggar's belief, mate.
1: I I don't know if you remember, I think it was last season, or possibly the season before, but Match of the Day or somebody did an actual, like, um, because he'd done about two of those in, like, consecutive weeks certainly one of them was at crystal palace and the other one might have been at everton exactly the same tackles um he didn't get sent off there either i mean it was an atrocious it's just the thing is that that with the matter one not the matter the matic one and that one i can't believe he actually saw them because if he saw them how could he only give a booking it was ridiculous but jonathan touched on it and one of the worst decisions he made was that one where um, Herrera clipped Hazard outside the box about 20 minutes in and didn't book him. It was just a cynical trip with no intention of going for the ball.
2: Straight in, absolutely.
1: And He he just clipped him and it's just he is rubbish. He's absolute rubbish. I mean none of them are very good. The game is much much too quick for them now. Yeah. Yeah, the assistant referees, stroke Linos do not make a single decision. Um where we sit, Chich. You you know, we, we nine times out of ten are basically um looking at the linesman straight mm. underneath us and they don't do anything. That's... That um against Burnley last Monday when um the tackle on Pedro where he was basically rugby tackled to yeah. the floor. We had a
0: good view of that, didn't we?
1: Yeah. But Kevin Friend, to give him his due, and I wouldn't give him much due, he actually looked at the linesman and asked the linesman, was that a foul? And, and the, the linesman line-
0: said, I wasn't looking.
1: And the <laughs> linesman was like five, five, ten metres away. Yeah,
0: yeah,
1: unbelievable. So these guys don't get any help. And, and what Jonathan says about independent timekeeping, it has to happen. Yeah. It happens in every other sport and... Yeah. I just despair to be honest with you.
0: Indeed. Uh Dan, uh do you have anything to add on Martin Atkinson or or, um, or shall we move on?
3: Just say very quick point. I think I think Gary Noel made a point that mm. you know, next season VAR coming in, that'll be reviewed. Rebu- It'd be said I think there's this, there's going be there will be a sea change next season when VAR comes mm. in because it was just a disgraceful tackle. Yeah. And I, they, you know, but I I've said for a long time that Ex pros should become referees, those perhaps who didn't make fortunes at the game, low league players who come out of football, they know the game, they played the game, they understand the difference between a good tackle and a nasty tackle. They'd be so much better placed to um, to referee games and they'd be fitter.
0: Yeah,
2: you know, I agree with that. Lots of games will finish with only eight players next season. Yeah,
3: they really yeah. do
2: if, because of VAR, because they'll just see the. The, the cynical quality of the fouling. Because those those ankle things are frequently given as a yellow card. And they're, yeah. they're just hideous. I mean, poor old Willen, go, I'm, you know I'm surprised surprised if you will figure on Thursday, even if he was going to. Yeah. Well, it was a proper
0: leg-breaking tackle, that yeah. one was.
3: Over the ball, you get a red card, simple.
0: Yeah. All right, we're going to move it on um, so we can all calm down a little bit. I mean, what, what I would say, actually, just to kind of intro the next bit. I mean, you know, uh, at the end of the day, uh, you know, a point... Uh, was better for us, I think, than it was for Man United. I think they needed to win that more than we did, but it kind of, it kind of still, it's still, it's like this whole bloody Chuckle Brothers thing. It still leaves the top four in the balance. I read somewhere a, quite an amazing stat that something like, I think this was on the BBC last night, which is something, there we go Spurs, Chelsea, and Ars- Arsenal and United have lost 14 of the last 28 games they've played. I mean, that is just absolutely bonkers. Anyway, uh, that's well. It
1: wasn't the other statistic that that the those um, four teams have won one game out of the last eleven.
0: Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's just insane, isn't and it? That, anyway.
1: was, that was Spurs beating Brighton last yeah. week. Incredible.
0: Uh, now, I, having said that, I still think that Spurs and Chelsea are in the box seat in the uh, in the race for the Premier League top four. I, I, I've I've updated my spreadsheet and made it actually far sexier than it was last week, uh, which the boys can see because they've got the script. And I have revised it. And I have to be the bearer of good news, in a sense, because I've bucked my usual trend of predicting, uh, predicting results and getting it completely wrong. But I have to tell you that uh, I didn't get it 100% right this week, but I, it's better than it worked out, because I did predict that Arsenal would lose to Leicester, and they did. I did predict that we would draw with Man United, and we did. Uh, I predicted that Spurs would draw with West Ham, and they lost. Uh, and obviously, you know, most people would predict that uh, City and Liverpool would win, which is what they did. But I mean that the upshot of that, boys, is that I, I actually think, and I've res- and I do revise this every week, so I kind of change my mind. I haven't changed my mind about us. I think that we we'll beat Watford at home and we'll draw at Leicester because I think Leicester are, are a tough nut to crack at the moment because Rodgers has got them well up for it. And they hammered Arsenal, although Arsenal are absolutely shit. But I think we'll I think we'll win against Watford and we'll draw against Leicester. If that means we will end up on 72 points. I think the Spurs will win both their remaining games, Bournemouth and Everton. The only fly in the ointment there is, is the Champions League. And what happens with, with that? Because Everton are, are also a tough nut to crack. But I think Spurs will win both, those, So they'll get third on 76. But equally, if we win both of ours and they don't, we could end up third. Uh, I really do think that Arsenal are... Just beyond shit and i've also uh you know i heard well they are i mean i heard something really i don't know if you if any of you lot listen to this but quite often i'm driving home on a sunday night uh, i listen to the uh trans euro express on uh talk sport with danny yeah. kelly it's a brilliant program Great show. isn't it mate yeah fantastic show and one of them was saying last night that this is classic emery who loves as we know winning the europa league and he says that he they they, they you know they know their European football inside out. These guys, and uh, apparently, what's, what what Emery does is if when Sevilla were like you know kind of zo- honing in on a on a Europa League uh, trophy win, their league form just went out the window because he didn't give a shit about it anymore. He put all of his eggs in the Europa League basket, and they quite often would lose most of their last few matches. And I mean that seems to be the pattern. That, I mean Arsenal have lost their last three matches. You know, to, to Palace, Wolves and Leicester. And they've got Brighton at home and Burnley away. Now, Brighton at home, Brighton are, are pretty much safe. But they're not going to be counting their chickens. So I reckon they could get a draw at, at, at the Emirates. And Burnley are safe, but are shit houses, and, and Arsenal have got them away. And Arsenal just don't win away. So that could be a draw. So I'm basically saying that Arsenal are going to end up sixth. I think United are going to beat Huddersfield and Cardiff. Because I just think they're just completely shitting both down. So, basically, Arsenal are going to end up on 68 points, 6th. Six. United, 71 points, 5th. We'll end up 4th on 72. Spurs on 76. So, uh, Jonathan, what say you? Um,
2: uh, I'm not convinced that uh, we will um, get a point at Leicester. Um, I'm with
0: you on that. I think
2: that's a worry. That's a big worry. And I think we'll probably... We could draw against Watford just because... I've no conception as to what team is turning up, or particularly if he plays Higuain, um, and then perversely, as I've said, I think we'll win. I think we'll we'll beat Eintracht with a different team when Giroud will As um, as 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 you I think you said earlier, Clayton was it was it, was it you Dan? Where he, I can't believe that we're saying that you know Giroud is the answer because he's not the answer, but he's so playing so much better. Than Higuain, that I mean, because it's not difficult to play better. That um, if he persists with uh, with Higuain in both games, um, which he may do because he likes picking the same player, um, uh, then uh, I fear for us getting any point, anything, any points out of the last two games, or just a draw. I think we'll draw against Watford and lose against uh, um, against Leicester. Having said that, I still think we'll finish fourth. Really? How do you
0: how do you work that out then? Oh, because I don't that that would, I don't just hang on a second. On a second. Well, that that would give it, if we win if we get one point out of our last six, we'll have sixty nine points. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, United are on sixty five at the moment. Arsenal are on sixty six.
2: So they get sixty eight. They what? They get seventy one? You mean 65, well, 68, 71. If, oh yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. United have got I mean. Huddersfield and Cardiff, mate. There's no way yeah, they're not yeah. they're, they're going to lose both of those. Arsenal, I can see getting no... You, know, you never well. know. I mean,
2: Cardiff, you know, we, uh, Cardiff don't, aren't actually as bad as everybody makes out. I just think... Yeah,
0: well, they're down, mate. They're down.
2: They're, as well, it doesn't make any difference. You know, Fulham have
0: improved since well, they true. went down. Well, true. Maybe the pressure will
2: be off. Yeah, yeah. the pressure may yeah. be off. So, I, I'm, if, if you if you discount Arsenal... I mean, um, the, the, the the problem is, is I wonder, once again, i prophesied all season we played Arsenal. We'd play Arsenal in the final and lose. Mm. Um, that's just because... Uh, um, we seem to ha- they seem to have the Indian sign over us at the moment, mm-hmm. Arsenal. I can't uh, I can't see us doing well. But yeah, I, 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 you know, it's it's so many variables. I I reckon that I don't think Spurs are um, are going to win anything actually, Chidge. So, if yeah. you're saying that um, that they'll finish third, but I, 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 I think they'll they'll keep on losing. I think the pressure's too much for them.
0: Yeah, they are going a bit Spursy, aren't they? That has yeah, to be I mean, so. yeah. you know their form's been up and down. Uh, But, you know, I had a feeling, West Ham. I thought West Ham would would draw, but they lost, you know, Tottenham lost. But uh, anyway, uh, Clayton and Dan, uh, Clayton first, where are you on this? Are we going to get top four or not? Am I completely mad or not?
1: No, I I think we are, but only because everybody else is so poor. I think we will beat Watford at home uh, because I don't think that Watford are, I mean, Watford aren't Burnley. Uh, Watford are a good side, but I think they will try and play football, and I think we can actually get behind teams who are trying to play football. Whereas, uh, when teams shut up shop, we're pretty clueless. So I, I I do think there's a good chance that we could beat Watford, and I I think yes, Leicester are a good side, and they're possibly a better side than us. Um, Their form since Brendan has come in, has been fantastic. Um, they've got lots of really good players, but I do actually think if we do need a draw and we don't have to win like yesterday Mm. because we didn't have to win yesterday, I think we are capable of doing that. Um, but it it is, it's up in the air. I mean, I, I agree. I think Man United will win both their games. If Brighton still need a point, which I think they do, they do still need a point. Don't they? Um, Mm. To be, to sure, be completely yeah. safe. Um, then, you know, Brighton drew, they drew nil-nil against somebody, I can't remember, away from home, and then they only lost in the last minute to Spurs. So if they're going to do a blanket defence, um, Arsenal might find that difficult. And there's no way Arsenal getting anything at Burnley. I mean, you know, that that Burnley were, were great yesterday. Um, I, I sort of tweeted that it, it, as much as I detest what happened at the bridge last week. I mean, that wasn't their fault. It was our fault Because we weren't good enough to to get round them. If we would have the commitment in our defence that they've got, we we might have clinched top four ages ago.
2: That chap thought, me is a really terrific fullback. Yeah, well, they, well you know, no, and you
1: got Tarkovsky who's who's yeah. really good um centre half and they put their bodies on the line and, and I mean they 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 really really defended well against Manchester City um so yeah i, I do think we're going to get top 4 um which i mean if that saves his job is a nightmare but to <laughs> be on, to to be honest with you i it's a terrible thing to say but i'm past caring mm you know, it's a terrible
2: thing to say, if, isn't if, it? Yeah, but you'll if, start pairing again at the beginning of next season, though,
1: surely, because that's what we all he, would. He's, yeah, but if he's the not same, here,
2: same rubbish. If he's still if there, if he's
1: not here, if they basically said, "We want you to get top four, um uh, that that you know that that's what your job depends on, and he gets top four, um, then there's a good chance they'll keep him. And we haven't got top four because of him. We've got top four. In spite of him, because everybody else is so four. shit. Exactly, because everybody else is so bad.
0: Yeah, I think that's the truth of it. Dan, uh, where, where do you you think we're going to make top four?
3: Yeah, I think we do. I think we'll probably get four points, and it will be enough. I think mm. we just we, we're we're kind of on a slightly better run of form. We're not losing. You know, we had a, we shared a tiny bit of character on Sunday. I think we will beat Watford because they're going to be in cut final mode. They're not going to want to go in hundred percent for risk no, of injury. True.
0: That's my theory team, Yeah, true. And I forgot th- about
3: that. Very and I true. think. Oh, I said was, I think Arsenal got the balls to to win, to get enough points. Yeah. United, they, this is in, this it's in our destiny. You know, I think mm. you know third would be fantastic. But I think Spurs will probably get enough to finish third. Mm. Um, although Everton away in the last game of the season, and if they potentially have a Champions League final, makes me feel sick saying that. To concentrate on, you know, <laughs> who knows. I they will I
0: IAX I- are going to clean them up, mate.
3: I do hope so. Um, I think we'll do it. You know, mm. if, if it means sorry, session of the season, then you know, what would you rather have? Champions League football or Europa League? And sorry, God, that's, well, that's
0: a question. It's a toughie, isn't it? I mean, I, 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 yeah. I you, you, and I seem to be in, in complete accord with that, Dan. I have to say, which is good. Uh, and I all do right. think that Watford, Watford might be having one eye on, on the cup. Of course, that could go the other way. They might be well up for it because they want to try and get in the side. There's some really hilarious comments, as ever, from Mixer. I'm going to read a few of these out. Vinod Ayer, our lovely mate Vinod, says something, because I think that they're all, actually, Jonathan, they're all amazed by your you know, D- Damasian conversion, really, to the uh, dark side of being Surrey out. And he says, sometimes JK sounded so optimistic that I began to wonder if he really is Indian so there you go which I thought was just priceless uh Rob Dogg says that uh Arsenal will lose at Turf Moor um and uh, uh Steve says Deeney for Watford is suspended no Deeney's back mate for us I've got that in good authority uh Joe the Blue says we need to win both Andy Willis says I feel we'll get one win and pinch fourth over Man United on goal difference uh I think that that's a good point uh can't be thinking about what they're doing we need to be beating Watford and Leicester I think the most salient point here and I think Dan said this and uh, you know the reality is is that this is in our hands so you know the corollary of that is if we screw it up we've only got ourselves to blame we win our, our next two matches we'll be playing Champions League football next season that is that now just a quickie to kind of wrap this part up um you know, all this kind of debate about how, how we're doing. I mean, we kind of mentioned this a little bit, I think, on uh, on either last week's show or uh, or on the Friday show about where we are in the general scheme of things. Um, because there's just a, such a feeling of negativity around there. And, you know, more comments from Sari. you know, this week, which, you know, you can you can translate one of two ways. One is that he's completely barking mad and has absolutely no ambition at all, or he could just be being very honest and realistic. But he was saying that uh, if he sticks around for a couple of years, so clearly trying to keep his job, he could make us contenders. And, of course, he may be right. We may have fallen that far. This could be true, but it's not what we want to hear because we've been used to not being contenders. We've been used to bloody winning shit, and recently too. So it is bonkers. But I just wanted to compare uh, where we are now with where we were last season, all right? Last season, as we all know, we finished fifth, right? And we won 21 games. We drew seven. We lost 10. Our goal difference was plus 24, and we had 70 points, all right? This season, we're currently fourth. We played 36 games. We've got two games to go, as we all know. We've won 20 games. We've drawn eight. We've lost six. Our goal difference is plus 21, and we've got 68 points. But, you know, it could work out that we end up exactly where we were last season I mean who knows whether it'll be fourth or fifth but I'm not really sure what that means Jonathan I mean I don't know whether that means you know we haven't improved or I don't know whether that means that we're stuck in treacle I just don't know what it means but I do think it's a bizarre coincidence that we're pretty much exactly the same as we were last season
2: well perversely we had exactly the same thing happen last season which is we played very well up until January and then it all started falling apart and in the same way as we got sussed um, the, the the version of Sarri ball he was playing um, seemed to take everybody by surprise initially. But then we got sussed, whether it was putting somebody or Jorginho, whether the confidence of the team went, or perhaps he somehow conveyed his, his being pissed off with the fact that nobody could actually um, play the way he wanted. And it was just, but for different reasons, obviously you've got uh, um, Conte being blamed, um, Conte blaming the board for not wanting to buy all his great, Past it, Italians to make the team competitive, and at least I suppose from this point of view, he feels that he can make it work. So therefore, perhaps he's more appealing to the board, um, Sarri, because he's not saying, "Well, you have to buy the following six great players," which always, um, which 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 is going to piss them off, as it pisses most boards up off. Um, yeah. But uh, I think that's that's the reason for the comparison is that we were very fortunate that his way of playing. Um, was only found out at, at Christmas, and what 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 perturbs me is that I don't understand why um, he couldn't have somehow made if the way we were playing before worked so well. Why couldn't he have tweaked it to carry on playing as well? Um, but that's down to that's down to the players and the uh, and the management, isn't it? Um, its is. so, Anyway, yeah. sorry. Carry on. Here. Well, no,
0: no, no. That's good stuff, mate. I, I mean, here, you know, Clayton. Is this? See, I can't work it out. I mean, I... my guts tell me. That I don't know. He's a funny old bugger, isn't he, sorry Because he's clearly a very bright bloke, you know. And 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 one thing we have I've I've lauded him all season, actually, in his presses. He 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 is he is so it it he's I think he's so honest in his presses that you just can't believe that he's being honest, you know? And there is this kind of a bit of that going on. But I, I do wonder as well, you know, if he, if he's showing his limited ambition or he just doesn't get the club because, you know, you can't be saying this kind of thing you know he's never won a trophy and you can't be saying like he said about the Champions League last week you know we'd be lucky to get in there and it's not the be-all and end-all you can't say that as a Chelsea manager you can say that as a Napoli manager but not a Chelsea manager so you know is it a lack of ambition or or from him and the club arguably or, or is it really just an indictment about how far we've fallen at the moment
1: um i think it's uh, what you said earlier he's the most truthful manager and perhaps we just don't like hearing the truth well, there um, is that isn't there yeah he's i i think he's he's searingly honest mm. and you know he's saying things that we don't want to hear and a lot of managers say we'll do this we'll do that and he's turning around and saying well we can't do this because we can't do that and and i think that's that's part and parcel of the whole package we're getting with him i don't think he gets the club um i don't think he wants to i don't think he's bothered i think he he's basically doing a job that he's been paid to do and and that's that's basically it he's doing it to presumably the best of his ability um and there is no passion there um I mean, as you know, and I know you've written the article about Frank. Um,
0: Thank Lampard. you for the plug, Clayton. Thank You're you. You're very
1: welcome. Um I I would love Frank back at the club next season because I just fed up with, with basically the lack of passion. And I, I you know, a lot of me as I said to you before we came on air, I I, I was getting ridiculously angry yesterday and why I was getting angry because I just thought I was looking at this I was thinking this is the biggest game of the season so far and okay Man United played well but we're strolling around we're the, uh, and this has to be the manager you know the, the uh, yeah I, I am very anti sari and I'm sorry for all those people who are pro-Sarri I've not seen anything in anything that's happened this season that's made me think I want him back. Now, I know it's it's a sort of it's schoolboy stuff. You want somebody to care. And maybe he does care, but he doesn't show it. But I need to see. I need to see that somebody cares. I need to see somebody get angry. You know, I didn't see his presses. I can't stand watching his presses. But did he come out yesterday? I mean, after the game, did he say anything about the horrendous tackles? <coughs> I don't think he did. Uh,
0: he he said Rocco's uh, tackle was an orange
1: card, but he didn't say it was a red card. It well, doesn't... he should have said it's a red card. He should have told it like it was. I mean, mm. the, sorry, I've, I've actually That forgot. was being
0: diplomatic, I think, I, wasn't I'd it? i
1: forgot, I've forgotten the question. But the point is that at the end of last season, we won the FA Cup. Yeah.
3: Um,
1: at the end of this season, we might win the Europa League. Yeah. yeah. Um, but the point is, that we as a club have fallen hugely. We we are so far behind the top two. If you consider that we won the league two seasons ago with a fantastic, fantastic team effort, and to have fallen as far as we have in the last two seasons, it's it, it's. I think that that's why the whole sari thing. It's 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 not him alone. It's a general frustration of of how we've let things slip.
0: So, in a sense, Clayton, he's, he he is being really honest. So I just I said something occurred to me, Dan. Actually, that uh, I mean, this is a very big call, but I mean, let's be honest here. You know, we do this show every week, and we you know we write stuff as well, and we stick the boot in. You know, we call it as we see it. You know, and we've been we've been saying this for a long time that thanks to the board and and the lack of spending money or, or decent recruitment and all the rest of it. That we've been falling uh, behind. So, is Sarri not just saying what we've been, what we know, and what we've been saying? And I just wonder, Dan, if if we had, uh, you know, a, a manager on board who had a huge track record of success and been winning shit that would that we would be impressed by, that we would take it from him, him coming in and saying, you know what, guys, you're in the shit and it's going to take a lot of sorting out, which is kind of what he's saying. Oh. But because it's Sarri, who hasn't won anything, we're going more well, fuck off because you're a fag-eating tramp and a banker.
3: <laughs> yeah, I mean, Conte pretty much said as much last season. And this whole... Our biggest problem is not just the manager, it's the fucking board. They've The last six years, they've mismanaged, they've bought awful players, and there's stupid board about players over 30. Conte wants to play at X, Y, Z. OK, yes, they may have been the wrong age, but if you get those three players in... And he delivers Champions Leagues for next two to three seasons with these players. Surely they've, the income is you know is greater than their outgoings. You, you can't keep getting top class managers and giving them fucking Danny Drinkwater. He wins the league with an incredible season and we give him Danny Drinkwater. I mean, what the actual fuck? Seriously, it's just yeah. it's it's frustrating. I mean, Sarri's the most public face, senior face of the club, so he you know he's going to get a lot of stick, so a lot of it deservedly, not all of it, you know, I've, I've mailed a little bit because you, you've got to think that this club's had problems for six or seven years. He hasn't helped himself with his stubbornness, but we just, someone needs to have a good reboot from top to bottom. Either Roman's got, to, you know, regain his interest, sell the club, whatever, but Bruce Buck's been there a long time. Everyone's been there a long time. We need a fresh set of eyes from top to bottom and we need somebody who understands football on the board who will say, don't spend 70 million pounds on drink water and back. You know, go buy fucking player X. Who's the same money. He's, it's, it's, it's bafflingly frustrating at the moment. You know, well, we, we set our bar so high with success and we've shot ourselves in the foot so many times. We could have, we could have planned like city have done with Tixie and everybody else. They've been paying for Pep. It was Pep minus three years. And they, you know, they said people just carrying the ship until he took over. We could have planned, we could have been dominating this league for the next 10 years had we planned properly. But we've, you know, not locking yeah, well, in the success I... we've had. But it's just, you know, piss poor planning from the top well, to the bottom.
0: I fear that that ship sailed, Dan, because yeah. we are so... We are very, very, very far behind Liverpool and, and, and City because they did you know they've spent a lot of money sure you know but we haven't exactly spent nothing no, no, uh, really. but they 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 have a plan and they've put it in place you know and, and we uh, it'll take a lot of work to catch up and i fear that you know i just can't see us spending the kind of money that we will now need to catch up to liverpool hey, and are. city
3: 300 million maybe yeah
0: i know it's really very very worrying but in time to segueing into the next question
2: is that if there's uncertainty on the transfer ban what are we supposed to do now anyway Can well we plan for it? i'm
0: going to i'm going to park that because we're over budget on time and i think that one will wait for another day but you're right this is the trouble that we're in because there is you know we can't really do anything until we know what happens with that uh you know I, I mean, the article I wrote about Frank Lampard uh, being the manager, which Clayton alluded to, is not, not just me eulogising Frank and wishing him in here tomorrow. It's It's kind of trying to look at it from both sides, the pros and cons of it. But what I would say, and in fact, what I do say in the article, is that if we do get a transfer ban, then that changes everything because I think that provides us with the opportunity that we need at the club to reboot it. You know, because the trouble that we've had, as we all know, for years and years and years, whenever there's any trouble, Roman puts his hand in his pocket and fires the manager. And, you know, and basically nothing changes, which is great because we win stuff. But I actually think that it's also, whilst it's been successful for us, it's also been part of our downfall. We do need a plan. And I think if you take the pressure off whoever is the incumbent manager of having to win a title every bloody year or a trophy... Then it will give us the time to initiate and implement a plan, and I think that that has to include bringing in some of the youngsters because we we will not spend the money, the three hundred million quid that's a prerequisite to catch up with City and Liverpool, and yet we might have some sort of a chance if we do develop it. And that's why I say Frank and Jody because you know they'll they'll do it for the club. They have an affinity with the club. We'll all get a lift as supporters because we love them. Jody knows the youth, and maybe that's what we need. But Should, can I just chip in here? Yeah. Well. Yeah. Um,
2: I think the, the, uh, the, the getting to the, the under-19s, getting to the final of the, uh, uh, the European Championship um, is, is wonderful and has, compl- has just muddied the waters even more because what do they do now? They've now got another crop of players who are phenomenally competent in Europe. What are they going to do with them as well? Are they going to farm them out? What? what mm. It highlights it. It's, meanwhile, the club at youth level is just absolutely brilliant. They've got to do something with them because this is getting absurd. Well, it is, it, isn't
3: it? Uh, Jake, I keep having this, uh, this of time and time and time again. All these great teams we've had from youth players going back six, seven, eight years to see Cadbury really kicked on. How many are played at the top level?
0: Hmm. It's very true, but I mean, it's all if buts and maybes, isn't it, yeah. Dan? We just don't know. I mean, you know, you you, you look look at Liverpool with Trent Alexander Ar- Arnold and and Robertson. You know, yeah,
3: but Robertson you, they bought from Hull at twenty two. You know, he was ten million quid. He wasn't yeah, he a was. Player. Yeah, <laughs> you know, but you listen, know, t- you know, right, Trent. Did 10, you think 10, 10, when
0: he played for Hull though, Dan, that he would be one of the best no, but, uh, no, full-backs that in the country? No, that's
3: down to good coaching.
0: Indeed, and I mean, what about Alexander Arnold? He yeah, was a, he was he's a youth player. the rule. I mean. Yeah, but that, well, that's what I'm saying. It's all ifs, buts and yeah. maybes. And I think the trouble is, is that if we don't, you know, try them, then we'll never know. And that's half the problem, you know. And I think we've got enough to try and, and flop a few and still get a few that will come through. I'll tell you what, just to wrap this up. I mean, one, one, one. I mean, Dan alluded to this, actually, or maybe it was Clayton. I, forgive me, I can't remember which one of you it was. But... Maybe something is about to change, because I, I haven't really read up a lot about this, but it seems that Padacek's going to be hired in some sort of a capacity. And of course, we all know that Padacek absolutely uh, always, always had the ear of Roman, which is why Roman let him go uh, on very favourable terms to Arsenal. So maybe that could be the appointment we need, because we all know how bright Padercheck is, mm-hmm. and he's an absolute legend at the club. And he gets Chelsea so- and he gets Chelsea so you know we'll watch that space let's let's talk about that when we know a little bit more but uh, it's an interesting move let's hope it uh, does what we need it to do right uh, we're going to move on because uh, in part 3 we're going to have a quick look ahead to uh, a, the Europa League semi-final first leg away to Eintracht Frankfurt which is on Thursday uh, and what uh, what we think about that and also we're going to be a bit self indulgent you know in lieu of a collective bottle of champagne which is what we used to do and a big fat chocolate birthday cake uh, we will virtually celebrate 11 years of the Chelsea fan whose birthday. It was yesterday. We'll see you in a second. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home ground advantage with McDelivery. You in? Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18+, plus. serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Chidge. J.K.? There's no risk with Nord's 30 day money back guarantee, and you'll help support the Chelsea Fancast. The link is in the podcast episode description box.
3: Real fans, real opinions. I'm Jason Cundy, and you're listening to the Chelsea Football Fancast. Proper Chelsea
1: footballfancast.com
0: Welcome back. This is the Stanford Chidge show. No, no, it's the Chelsea Fancast. And I am Stamford Chidge. That is true. That bit is definitely true. Same difference. Well, it could be said, Dan, but I would hate to say, I would hate to say that publicly, certainly. <laughs> um, right. Um, we've been having a good off air chat, actually, while Jonathan went for his usual, uh, pee break. Um, Obviously, we've got Frankfurt coming up on Thursday uh, in Frankfurt, believe it or not. Um, Exactly as it says on the lid. Now, I happen to think uh, that this is going to be a bloody tough match. I've got to be honest with you. I I mean, Frankfurt have been, um, you know, one of the sides of uh, the Europa League this year. Very attacking side. I mean, I know they're only fourth in the Bundesliga, so that doesn't look too hot. But they've got some good players. I mean, this Luka Jovic, um, who's got 25 goals. He's only a young kid. He's one of the hottest striking prospects. I think Barcelona and Bayern are both interested in him. They've also got Rebic from, uh, you know, the Croatian lad. They are a decent side uh, and they are very attacking, as I said. And I don't, you know, I don't think we, I mean, we we know that we've played absolute dross and pub teams all the way through. They could be a very tough test and it really worries me about how our defence might cope with it, Clayton.
1: Uh, I was hearing today that certainly one of their very good strikers is not going to be fit. Um, but... Not Jovic, though. Sorry? Not Jovic, though. No, not Jovic. No, the, there's, a, there's another guy.
3: The other guy The other to hit apparently even better.
1: Yeah. Oh, um, dear. And apparently he's got a hammy or something, so yeah. he's not going to be playing. It's going to be a tough game. I mean, they're fourth in the Bundesliga um, and they've been playing very well. Um, apparently they were quite upset that they didn't get the draw the other way around because um they're not that good away from home and so they're a little bit um they're a little bit nervous as to what how they should go for it if you know what i mean the the point being that in the last round where they lost four two against Benfica in the first game away from home, it meant that they knew exactly what yeah. to do uh, yeah. in the second leg, so I think that will work in our favour I don't know, I, I think this is our like 7 millionth semi-final in the last you know couple of years and, and for all our faults, we are we are good at getting through semi-finals, we've been to a lot of finals um, yes they're a good side, but you know, we've got one of the best players in the world playing for us. So I, I'm not as nervous as you. I mean, I did hear what Joe said last week, um, but I don't, I mean, quite sadly, I, I looked at the sort of the goal difference um, in the Bundesliga and they're not dissimilar to us in many respects. I don't think um, their defense is, is particularly brilliant. We only, you know, as long as we don't concede too many, I, I, we need, you know, an away goal, and, and we should be okay. I, I'm, I'm not. Um, I think the biggest upset for me is the fact that we've lost Hudson um, and oh, yeah.
0: and Rudiger.
1: I Ruediger. mean, Rudiger's
0: the biggest miss at the moment because he's our best defender by a long shot and a leader. But I, I got to say, Clayton, I, I, you know, I, I, I I'm. I'm not inclined to disagree with you at all. And the reason being is you're right. I mean, you know, we've got enough players. I mean, we've been saying this all season, you know. Yes, a few of them have got older. Yes, a few of them are past their best. But, you know, the bulk of this side won the league title two years ago. The bulk of this side won the FA Cup last year. These players know how to win trophies for Chelsea. And, I mean, as we saw in the... um, the the Semi final against the Spurs and the Caribou the cup, cup, you know, change. exactly. I know, and they they played they played really really well that night, and they got through. They knew how to get the job done. They didn't manage to do it against City, but they weren't far away. I mean, no. you know, they they kept sorry. City that,
1: that we we were a, a bad call away from winning that final, weren't we? When exactly that flag right. went up, yeah. uh, when exactly Hazard right. went
0: through, exactly right. So they know how to do it, you know. Yeah. So, but I do think Rudiger's a very very big miss. Uh, more so than uh, Hudson and Um, Dan, who do you think? Who do you think going to pick on Thursday?
3: Um, I think obviously, will uh, Kepper. I think Alonso because I don't think Emerson's fit. Probably uh, going to be. He's still
0: injured, is he? Emerson? I think
3: he's ill. I think ill All or right. injured. Um, Aspe, I think it could be Christensen and Louise. Yeah. Uh, Kante, Jorginho, That it could be any one of three from Barkley, Loftus Cheek, and. Um, Kovacic, uh,
0: Giroud, Hazard, and Pedro. Yeah, yeah. Well, no, well William might be out anyway because he might be carrying an injury.
3: Uh, yeah, I think he'll play. Oh. he'll have Hazard and Pedro. I think.
0: I wouldn't be surprised if he starts Barkley either because he tends to start people that didn't play at the weekend, doesn't he? Clayton? Oh.
3: Yeah. No. I
1: it's interesting because I think Barkley's been okay in the Europa League, oh. but as you say, yeah. we were playing against a dog and duck most of the time. Yeah. Um, but. There was an interesting thing that I don't know if you listen. I know you listen to talk sport during the day. And and this is this is another thing just going off piece slightly is the fact that Kovacic now Kovacic gets a huge amount of crap. He gets a load of abuse because he doesn't do this and he doesn't do that. Kovacic is a really good footballer. I don't care what anybody says. I was thinking about it today because I was actually thinking that, you know, if you had a midfield of Lampard, Essien and Kovacic, that, that's pretty good. And I think Kovacic suffers because he's a similar sort of player to Jorginho. And he, whenever those two play together, it slows things down and doesn't really help. Um, so I think Kovacic is a good player. And I, I sort of, you know, if he plays, I, you know, and Barkley plays, that's a decent midfield of Jorginho or Can'te or what have you. We, so the midfield's not too bad. Um, just, I wanted to ask if anybody knew the answer to this question. So when Ruben Loftus-Cheek was, was warming up yesterday and was ready to come on, but Ruda got, got injured, could you please explain to me why he then didn't come on for another 10 minutes? Asking, a, ask, a asking for a friend. It was,
2: yeah, it was completely mysterious, wasn't it? it? Perhaps he didn't want to do a double substitution in case something else happened. Um which, which actually, I think, is 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 decent management, rather than. But that was on, no, but that wasn't the last substitution. No, no, I know, but I wasn't saying it was. Just, to, just in case something else happened, or we wanted to change the game differently, because the only reason he was bringing on was because Kovačić was had been yellow carded, and was having another uh, had, and had a, another tackle that was a bit dubious.
1: But the, the, I yeah, were, I mean that was Atkinson as well, because Kovačić should have actually been sent off for the second second thingy yeah, yeah. she's his lucky boy yeah. yeah um but no I, so i i think that we've got enough i really do
0: hmm i'm encouraged by this i really i really am um jonathan what, what would you you know what's a good result for the first leg i mean you know normal european rules you would have thought you know keep the score down getting away goal right i don't know i
2: think the way they've been playing if they score two or three goals that would be the norm for being away uh, other than the uh, the previous game against Kiev where they played dreadfully and were very lucky to get the one. But they still bore them down in the end, didn't they, Kiev? Because they couldn't deal with the uh, um, with the, the, the press that they'd been playing for so long. Um, not pre- Kiev, I'm so sorry, Sparta. Uh, not Sparta, um, Slavia. Slavia, Prague. God, I'm, I'm a whole match out. But the similar, it was very similar from each team, actually. They're all running around like mad... Mad fools at Chelsea. You just sort of deal with it, and then just pick them off. I, I, I don't have any problem with these two games. I think we're going to win them easily.
0: Okay, bloody hell! You're all really optimistic. It's only me that's the negative. Yeah,
2: well, I think part of it is because I, I, I think they've got a different psychological um, re- reaction to playing in the, uh, uh, the Europa League. As you say, oh, I think it's what you've said. I think they're so used to playing in this kind of environment that um, somehow it gives them a different mindset than playing in the Premier League where i think they've been they've been too affected by, uh, by not achieving oh. results whereas in this instance they play and they they get through and they they you know they score and i think i think Giroux will score over there i think he'll score a couple
0: oh. and, I, and well. I
2: think then will well, then we'll 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 take him to the bridge and win easily
0: well, I have to be honest and say that, you know, as always in Europe, you know, it's, it's, getting away goals is so crucial. Yep. Uh, but we, we've got to try and keep it tight as well. be an interesting match. Uh, I hope we do well. Uh, and I will be watching it from the comfort of my armchair uh, on Thursday, as I will be the week after, I'm afraid. Because uh, I'm afraid I have clients now on a Thursday evening. So uh, luckily they bugger off before seven. So that's uh, all right, but not, not early enough for me to get up to the bridge uh, a week on Thursday, which is a great shame. But never mind. Uh, right, now, as uh, there are people who are yet to be discovered in the Amazon rainforest who knew that yesterday, April the 28th, was in fact the 11th anniversary of uh, us lot. Well, not actually Uslot, lot, it was the only one that was there, but uh, that's when we did our first podcast, uh, first Chelsea fancast in this wonderful place called uh, called Putney Station Bar. Now, um, I'm trying to r- recall, In I mean, Jonathan would be the first of the three that I have on the show with me tonight to have appeared at Putney Station. I'm not sure if Dan and Clayton made no. it there. I joined no.
3: in a um, TV studio when it was in Warren Street.
0: Do you know what, Dan? Funny enough, Facebook, <coughs> as it often does, coughed up a picture for me yesterday, and it was a shot of the benches <laughs> in uh, in the TV studio, and there you were. With
3: there Andy, you were. Andy Silverman and Harry Bacon, There, doubt
0: that's right, yeah. yeah, so you were there. What about, when did and Clayton come along then?
1: Um, well, funnily enough, I, I shared that thing with you on the Facebook this week, which was a photo of me on the fan cast in the flat, which was four years ago, but that was, I think I'd already been on it uh, a little bit, so maybe about five years ago.
0: Did you miss Did you miss the TV studio then? Yeah. Wow, so you're... you're That's because you're, uh... I have a
1: face for radio.
0: Yes, indeed. So you're relatively, relative newbie, Clayton. I feel like you've been on it. I mean, this is the thing. I feel like you've all been on it forever, so what do I know? Yeah. But there you go. But, um, yeah, I mean, 11 years. Goodness gracious me. Jonathan Memories? Um, who was
2: the young lady who was on the show in the... Uh, um, Putney uh, Station, Day. Putney Station, yeah. Lauren.
0: Lauren. Lauren, the lovely Lauren Foley. Lauren, yeah, she was excellent.
2: What I, why, why hasn't Lauren been on again?
0: Well, because Lauren got a job... Uh, I'm not going to say where. I've got a wear. job, I've got a job. No, no, she got a job uh, working in, in broadcasting and football and she just felt that she was too busy and she didn't really want to put her head above the parapet. And, and then she got married. Hang conflict, on, I haven't finished yet. Conflict of but... interest,
2: conflict well, of then, interest.
0: Jim. Well, maybe, maybe. But she also then got married and had babies. So, you know, it's not really conducive to being, you know, on the fan cast for her. But, I mean, the other thing, of course, you know, everything changed rapidly because this is the thing. We started uh, in Putney Station. Uh, 11 years ago, it was just me, Dr. Mart, the the, the Normans, you know, Stuart and and, uh, and Chris came along soon after, Russ, Pablo, people like Ross, Pablo, people like that, then Mantle, he turned up, Cheltel, of course, you know, all of that lot, Uh, and we used to get very drunk when we were doing it, as people who've been listening to it for a long time will know, but then it all moved on, you know, we basically, uh, I decided I needed a good, decent internet signal, and that's when we went off to the TV studio, because I knew they'd have one. And then it went on TV, and then that stopped after a year. it demolished
2: now, uh, you know that. The is, whole it, is it really? All of it, yeah. Bloody hell. Yeah, taken down to nothing there at the moment. I don't know what they're going to build there, but I was but there f- in the street the other day. Nothing there.
0: Wow, well, it was fit for demol- demolition, so I'm not it surprised. Was. But anyway, um, yeah, so we that all shut down, and then we moved it back to my flat in London. And then, of course, I moved back to uh, Ham- uh, Hampshire, didn't I? Uh I'm not trying to remember when I when we started doing it on Skype, but there you go. So yeah, it's been through many, many guises, but uh I have some very fond memories of all of them actually and all their various guises, and particularly the people that have been on the show with, with us, you know. It's been brilliant fun. But I think for me the uh the best memory of all is the fact that we've just met so many fantastic people through doing this show, haven't we? Yeah, yeah wonderful.
3: Fantastic. Wonderful I mean, to me. Yeah, for me it's been amazing because I haven't got many Friends, yeah, Chelsea friends. So, you know, <laughs> friends all stop. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, left myself wide open for that. I'm yeah. oh, damn no mates.
1: <laughs> oh, JK's on <laughs> fire tonight. <laughs> oh, like, but, like,
3: just meet, meeting you and the guys and coming off the benches. Talking, it's literally gone from like three or four Chelsea friends to you know hundreds. It's been you know yeah. for me from that perspective, it's been you know absolutely fantastic. I have thoroughly really enjoyed myself. Well, you know,
2: my big big kudos to you, Dan. you you've you've um, you know you've been involved. It's great. You've done wonderfully.
3: No, I appreciate it. Thank it's, you very yeah. much. No, it's been—it's—it's the it's, it's, it's highlight of my week when I'm listening. I'm on it and seeing you guys in the pub. It just—it's—it's—it's—it's it's a, it's a, it's my Chelsea family.
0: Yeah, I—I couldn't—I couldn't echo that any more, Dan. That's brilliant. I mean, as for me, it's been brilliant. I mean, you know, to—to—to to, to have so many people that we've met who have become great friends. I mean, you lot, of course, for starters. I mean, you know, I—I I see you all as very, very close friends, as you well know. Uh, which is just lovely but uh you know be, well uh, jonathan's crying okay he's, he's gone from anger to sadness it's like this is like your average kind of therapy session with me actually mate you know but but no i mean it's lovely and i mean the, the the beyond that we've met so many people you know in the pubs in chelsea and people still come up to me you know when we're in various pubs saying you're chidge aren't you and they try and buy me a pint i i, I always feel terrible i want to buy them a pint and that's lovely. But then beyond that, we've got all these people that listen in Mixler and that we haven't met, but I feel I know. I mean, there's. I'm not going to embarrass you all by by, by name checking you because you all know who you are, you know. And I feel like we know you all just as well. It's just that that it is quite astonishing. It is, you know, uh, quite a phenomenal thing for us. It really is. It, it goes way beyond, yeah, you yeah. know, four blokes talking yeah. bollocks about Chelsea every Monday. You know, it really does. It's quite special, and I I'm I feel blessed. Uh, that we've been involved for as long as we have, I really have. Um, I'm going to read out. If you, you want to read a few of these out, uh, in fact, you can all join in. Actually, if you want to, you're all up for that. Read a few. At the bit same of these. time,
2: surely nobody would understand us.
0: Not at the same time. Oh, if okay. the, I need to ask Dan and Clayton. Do you want to? I'm going to. We we could read. I've got so many messages that that people tweeted out yesterday. I thought it'd be nice to read a few of them out. If you, if you do, if you do want to read them out, Clayton and uh, Dan, tell me now. Yeah, I read a couple. All right, well, we'll do it in order then. I'll, I'll do the first one, then Jonathan, then Dan, and then then Clayton if he wants to, and we'll just keep going like that. All right, these are brilliant messages from people, and I just wanted to read them out, just really to say thank you to you, and uh, and, and it really meant a lot to us to get these. So Casper uh, Jack at Casper Jack Nine on Twitter says, "Congrats, love the podcast for ten years. Well done, guys and girls. That's not bad. Ten years, that's a pretty good effort."
2: John Spalding at Spalding John says, "Congrats, thank you for all your hard work in keeping us entertained through the good and the bad." Up the chels Yeah. Uh
3: Jimmy Cooper, uh, Jimmy CO two four nine four seven, triple four. Thanks for many great memories over the years. Happy birthday.
1: Robin Davis at TX Wood CFC, my favourite podcast by a long shot.
0: Lovely. Don't tell London is blue. Uh right, AFCOM Watch or at D A underscore Mo Nazzle or N A S L. Good Twitter handle. Happy birthday, guys. Dean McAlpin
2: at CFC underscore Dean, uh, Dino 80. Congratulations to you all. Love the podcast as an expat living just outside of Washington, D.C. It's the one way of still being connected to the heartbeat of the club, the fans. My first episode was the Alan Hudson special.
0: Oh, I, I remember that one. And just a quick story about that. If you remember that, I mean, that was quite early. That would have probably been second, third year, maybe. But uh, I picked Alan up and he'd been in the pub all day, so he'd had a few and then some. Then he had a few more uh, and he was just hilarious. He was telling us all sorts of stories he shouldn't really tell us. And then he tried to give us his uh, European Cup winner's cup medal to give away as a prize, which just filled me with horror. Uh, but he, he, because I thought how can we this is his bloody medal this is the, probably the best thing he's ever won he's, he's pissed and he's trying to give it away. anyway it transpired that actually he it wasn't the original one he got a copy made but even so and he's a very lovely guy I'm very fond of Alan I mean I know he's, he can be a bit controversial about Chelsea but uh, and I was a little bit young to really see him play for Chelsea but I tell you what wonderful he was a hell of a wonderful player, player. Wonderful. hell of a player yeah wonderful. hell of a player and a decent lad, anyway. Uh, sorry, I've lost count That's who's next. It's me next. next um, it's you. Well done, well done, Dan. The
3: lovely Ryan Dillinger, CFC in NC. Chidge, many thanks to you for sticking with this. 11 years. Wow, what a great run.
1: Uh, Rick Van Glanville. Who's he? Rick Glanville. I've never, never heard, heard of, of him. him. Yeah. Uh, well-played people. The club historian whose uh, yeah. walk I went on um, last week or the week before. It's very good.
0: And Clifford, uh, Rick is an absolute legend at Chelsea. So yeah, how lovely to yeah. get a message from Rick. Oh, it's me, isn't it? Right. Oh, this is great. Rash, Rash the Doctor. Rashmit at Rash the Doctor. 11 years. Whoa. And I've been there for nine years. <laughs> Happy birthday, Fancast. And thank you, Uncle Chidge, for doing it. I, I could have sworn that Rash had been there for longer than nine years. But that's brilliant. Good effort, Rash.
2: This is ChelseaDaft.org at ChelseaDaft. Congratulations.
3: This is from the lovely Chelsea Chadder. Happy
0: birthday to you, mm.
3: Paul
1: Crowder. Don't know who that I'm is. Never heard Crowder. of him. Crowder. Happy birthday, Chelsea fancast. Amazing achievement. Thank you, Paul.
0: Yeah, well done, Paul. Paul is in Mixler tonight as we as we speak. And of course, Paul has been on the fancast several times. Uh, he 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 used to come when he used to come over to England. He would come and see us in Putney Station. It used to be great fun having him on the show because, of course, in those days, the Normans would be on there. And uh, their grandfather used to go and watch Walton Hersham play. And I think Paul used to come from that part of the world. So he used to go off talking about all of that, which is quite funny. And Paul was also on the one of my favourite episodes, actually. I recorded a podcast in the Fox and Hounds in Studio City in Los Angeles in 2009. So that would have been a year after we uh, we started it. And uh, that, was, uh, that lives long in the memory with me, that podcast. Well, yeah, Paul... And Michael Roban on. It was a brilliant show. Anyway, um, Chris, at just Chris Bird, also known as Crystal Balls to the fan cast, boys. Lovely lad. He's, he's been over, been on the benches. May the laughs continue for many more years to come.
2: This is from Mistek. Um That's M-S-T, capital E. Uh, um, what you call it quotation mark no what's the word um comma no um what's that apostrophe that's the word that's the word i knew i would get there eventually <laughs> apostrophe. Me. I, don't, I don't have much knowledge of english grammar um apostrophe q e at m s t e m small s capital t capital e q u e one uh congratulations but you've made me feel really old
0: Oh. I know the feeling. I feel really old having done it for 11 years, T, but that's for sure.
3: Uh, still Andy Willis, Andy Willis, 1905. Superb effort. It helps enrich the week of any support of our beloved Chelsea. Hashtag CFC, hashtag KTB, FFH, hashtag carefree, hashtag one moment tomorrow.
0: Andy's in Mixler as well tonight. I can see him in there. There you go. Thanks, Andy.
1: Mark Worrell. At Gate17Marco, congratulations, a Chelsea institution. So that's one Chelsea institution to another. Yeah, yeah. definitely.
0: Definitely. Uh, Jimmy McCormack at Pineapple Hurts says, well done to all who contribute. And then the lovely
2: Beth B. Wild at TX underscore blue. Has it really been that long? Fond memories from Putney Station. Congratulations. Mm,
0: it has Beth, it has. I and mean, Beth used to be on the show regularly. Whenever she came over and we were in Putney Station, she would be along on the show. She was of course the queen of Chelsea in America at the time. And we love Beth. So thank you, Beth.
3: This is from Matt Jazz, Godsport underscore professor. Um congrats. Keep doing remarkable shows. There we go. Brilliant stuff carefree
1: in the uae at diane c72 happy birthday loved being at the fancast at putney drinks chat and chelsea yeah
0: and i and i love diane to pieces and uh, i've been out to dubai and seen her out there i did a show in dubai there you go done another show on on me travels with the uh, oh goodness gracious me I'm trying to remember who was on it now i think sammy was on there And Yusuf was on there, wasn't he? And and another guy called Freddie. I think. It was brilliant fun. Anyway, I digress. Uh, Daniel Juno, of course, who's from Chelsea, Sweden, who we've met quite recently, actually, in the pub. Daniel's lovely bloke. Did an interview with me as well. He says, great stuff, all of you. Thank you so much, and hope you can keep up the amazing work for years to come. Best regards, Daniel, at Chelsea Swee.
2: This is from the underscore edger, at edger the. Congratulations. I listened from the start and have listened to every single show released. How many hours is that? Thank you so much, Chidge and the guests, for the hard work and time to deliver something that has become incredibly important to me and a big part of my life. Two kisses.
0: Wow. wow. Uh, well, there you go. I'm, I, I, as you can understand, that is why I picked that one out. Although I've pretty much... I mean, there are a few people on Twitter that I just didn't get around to, and I apologise. We loved reading the messages, so thank you for that. But I have to say, <clears throat> this one got me choked up. I mean, you know, he's listened to every single show. That is outrageous. I don't know how many hours that is, but I tell you what, people get less for murder. That's all I'm <laughs> saying. Yeah. So well done you. You're a legend, mate, for that, I've got to say. Anyway, last one.
3: Yeah, our good friends, uh, Brandon, Nick and Dan, London's <clears> Brew <throat> Podcast. Happy birthday to the inspiration for everything we do. Congratulations to Stanford, Chidge, and all the cast and crew of the Chelsea Fancast over the past 10 years. 460 episodes and counting.
0: Lovely to get that from them. And, of course, you know, we know the Yanks can't count. It's 11 years, not 10. It's 11 years, honestly, dear me. Fake news, Fake news, I know. Uh, lovely to hear from them. Always great to see them too. Everybody, thank you so much for all the love you've given us for the last 11 years, let alone on Twitter yesterday uh, in response to my little tweet about it. Uh, let's hope we – well, I, I can't promise another 11 years because I will, for one, be almost at retirement age – uh and i know jonathan and uh that jonathan and, and clayton will probably be in a in retirement home together that uh, yes indeed Make maybe it. that's what we should do we have a chelsea fancast retirement home we can just do it from there i don't know uh, maybe we just pass it over to dan he's younger than, than all of us and he can carry on but we'll do our best to carry on for as long as we can as long as you lot like it and you listen to it we'll try and do it it's that simple great all right now part four parish notices and a few emails we'll be back soon Real opinions.
3: I'm Jason Cundy, and you're listening to the Chelsea Football Fancast. Up the Chelsea! FootballFancast.com
0: Right, welcome back. I'm Stanford Chidge and you're listening to the Chelsea Fancast. I just want to quickly say thank you. You you, you might have been bored stupid and already turned off by now, but I just thank you for indulging us, really. Uh, It's quite special, the fact that we've been doing it for a long time, and we really genuinely have met loads of lovely people, and I I thought it was appropriate that we we gave them all a bit of a shout-out, in a way, for saying happy birthday to us. So I hope you don't mind. Anyway, quick few parish notices. Uh, The lovely Paul Burgess, who, of course, is in Mixler uh, tonight. I can see him in there right now. Uh, he sent me an email a few weeks ago because basically his son, uh, is uh, heading to Tanzania, or Tanzania, as Donald Trump would say, or Tanzania if you speak English. He's going there in July and he needs to raise quite a lot of money to fund him going there to do good work uh, and stuff in Africa. Uh, Paul, if he's in uh, Mixler, will will tell you in Mixler all about it. I'm sure, but uh, if you want to help him out and donate a bit of money, there's a GoFundMe account. So go to GoFundMe.com. Just I think if you if you type in Ben039s, you will find the right account. Paul. Uh, hopefully put the link up for you in Mixler, but uh, I'll try and tweet it out uh, as well as we go. Uh, Ben Horner, uh, another long-time listener and a lovely, lovely lad. Ben is uh, kind of very much in charge of the Boston Blues. Now, as you know, Chelsea are playing a, a match against... Who is it, Dan? New England what? Revolution. Revolution, that's right. Uh, all to kind of, uh, to it's all to part of their commemoration of the anti-Semitism campaign and stuff like that. Uh, anyway, it's a match. The Yanks will be going, no doubt. And uh, Ben and Boston Blues trying to sort out transportation to and from the match. They're going to be running a couple of buses. So uh, if you want to know more about that, if you're planning to go, then basically go to bostonbluescfc.com. And again, just tap in bus to Gillette and you'll you'll get to what you need. Uh, Chelsea Supporters Trust, me and Dan are very involved, as you all know. Uh, Get your voice heard by the club, free to join up to be a member. If you want to have a badge uh, and you want to be able to vote, you need to pay five quid a year and you can sign up at ChelseaSupportersTrust.com and that means you can go to all the meetings and the events and vote in the elections uh, and you can follow them on Twitter at Trust. Everybody who filled in the survey, well done. Uh, Good effort. Let's hope it uh, tells the club uh, what they need to know. Uh, Sadly, uh, I I hope a few people manage to mention that they're screwing us with an admin charge for the away season tickets, which is despicable. Anyway, don't get me started on that because my head will explode. Uh, Patreon. Uh, uh, We have this little thing called Patreon where you can become a patron of the Chelsea Fancast. It helps to cover the running costs of doing quite a few shows every week and uh, lets us carry on doing it, really. I mean, you'll be amazed, actually. There are quite a lot of costs involved with doing this, which I, I put my hand in my pocket so to do. Uh, you can donate whatever you want, um, you know, per show, per month, small amount. As I said, we don't mind. There's no pressure at all. Everything you you prepare to donate, I'm astonished that you do, and I love you for it. Just go to patreon.com forward slash Chelsea Fancast. Uh, and, of course, if you're on Patreon, you can send us a message, uh... And you can just let or just let me know what you want to chat about. I mean, there are all sorts of things you can do. But I will try and read them out if I get messages on there. Um, now, I, I, I've been working on this for a while. I'm about to issue an absolutely huge, humongous kind of Patreon message stroke newsletter to all of you who are Patreons or Patrons. Because I've got some great news coming up for the summer, about all sorts of exclusive things that we're going to be doing. Uh, I will say no more about it right now, but it's good stuff. All right. So just bear with me. Uh, CPO. Protect the, uh, the, the, you know, Chelsea playing at the club for ever and ever and ever and ever. Oh, Amen. If you want to own a bit of fr- uh, the freeholder stand for bridging, bridge and buy a share, very easy to do. Just go to info at chelseapitchowners.com. dot com. About forty quid for a share. Well worth doing it. It protects the club. CFC UK, last issue, is now out. It was on sale at uh, United. It'll be there for the Watford home game at the usual place, which is at the stall opposite the Fulham Broadway tube entrance. Uh, If you can't get it there or from other sellers in the uh, Fulham Road, you can get it online, cfcuk.net, or if you're in the USA, just follow at cfcukusa and get it. I can't remember what I've done. Mine's called, I don't know, I I I haven't seen it yet, so I don't know what Clayton's is. Clayton, what's yours?
1: Uh, I've done uh, an article about Eden
0: Hazard. Have you? I've done one called Chelsea, a case of care in the community, (laughs) which is clever, but it's actually very heartfelt. I went on a bit of a rant, actually. Anyway, fancy me going on a bit of a rant. Who knew? Okay, enough of the plugs and the parish notices. It's time for the emails. As it's the email of the week, the duty falls to Mr. Jonathan Kidd to read it out. Well, I'm very
2: pleased there's somebody with my surname here. Um, Well, indeed. Had on it before, Um, but spelt with an I instead of a Y. But I was told by my Irish relatives that uh, they changed the I to a Y just to become posh and Ponzi. So uh, uh, we probably share the same, we're probably related. Evening, Chidge and the gang. I've just finished watching the very... This is from Craig and Harrison, kid, by the way. Evening, Chidge and the gang. I've just finished watching the very turgid match, as indeed it was, between Chelsea and United, which finished 1-1 and saw Higuain squander yet another chance to cement our place in the top four. As I type this out, all is to play for in our pursuit of Champions League football next season, both in the league and the Europa League. Win both our remaining games in the league... We finish in the top four, win our remaining games in the Europa League. We're in the Champions League next season. That aside, the main reason, excuse me, for emailing you guys, that aside, the main reason for emailing you guys is a personal update. I'm not sure if you remember, but I got in contact with you last October regarding my son, who was diagnosed with leukemia in September. I do. I asked if you could tweet out a link to his GoFundMe page, which so many of you lot did. Fantastic. I was pretty overwhelmed, actually. I got messages of support from so many people, which was absolutely fantastic. Great. So I'm very keen to report that as of three days ago, my son finished his last round of intravenous chemotherapy. And he's now moving on to an 18 month maintenance program, which means his future He's very bright. That's really wonderful news. We still still have a long way to go, but the road ahead looks less troublesome than it did seven months ago. Massive thanks to you guys once again for sharing my son's story. Now, when you read this out, there will still be two games to play. Chelsea could be top four finishers and Europa League finalists. And as vomit-inducing as it is, Liverpool could be league champions. No, no, that won't happen. No, that will not No, but whatever happens, I feel like a winner this season. After seven long long months, I got my son back, and that's all that matters, really. After all, the other stuff is only football, isn't it? Thanks again, guys. Hope you all have a great summer off, and I'm already looking forward to next season. Up the Blues from Craig and Harrison Kidd wow fantastic news brilliant 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 stuff and Perspect- well done everybody well yeah. done everybody for, for contributing great but I mean, it, it, it 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 just works so well this kind of thing doesn't it chidge when when people all bond together like this yeah quite
0: wonderful. absolutely lovely i mean you know one thing uh, i should have said actually and i forgot completely because i took him out this week because obviously we didn't need to plug him anymore but you know we knew quite a lot of people uh who were running in the uh, the marathon. I mean, Gary Wilson's son uh, was running and uh, the lovely nice guy Kenny on Twitter was running and there are others too. Uh, I know we plugged Kenny and Gary's son, Dale, uh, and I know they both finished and uh, well done to them. But you're right, mate, I love it. It brings people together and people are just incredibly generous. But what an amazing story. that is! I mean, and Craig's absolutely bang on there. There are way more important things than football and the, the health of your son, mate, absolutely stomps on anything that we moan about week in, week out, and I'm really delighted for you, and please send Harrison our best. It's all all about
1: perspective, isn't it, really?
0: Yeah, totally right, mate, totally right. Okay, now, uh, Nigel Bird, who is a regular in here and is a lovely chap, um, he sent an email in and he says, "Uh, Hi, Chidge, hope that you're well. Uh, Tourists and general sale ticketing. I went along to the Slavia-Prague second leg game at the bridge with my wife and son. We don't get to many games as a family as much as we used to and look forward to having a good old Chelsea night out. The usual pre-match cheeky Nandos pick up CFC UK from the stall, a beer in either Frankie's or the West Lower Concourse, and yes, one day we'll try and make it to the cock please do uh, very unusually as kickoff was 8 p.m we sat in our allocated seats and slowly soaked up the atmosphere and within 15 minutes or so before kickoff a non-uk fan had sat down in front of us and be- uh, f- sat down in front of us bearing his mobile phone with earpieces loaded into his ear rolls he appeared tremendously excited and I think he facetimed a handful of his pals made videos took photos the kind of stuff that perhaps any first timer his or her first time match day would, would would do but not quite to the extent as described i had no issue with his wanting to soak it all up and share whatsoever and have no doubt that this happens in other numerous places around the ground okay he may well have uh, had been a, a tourist but he was damn well enjoying himself five minutes or so prior to kickoff And a group of guys showed up along the row in front of us and it just so happened that the tourist was left sandwiched between three guys from this group to his left and two or three to his right. One of the group suggested to the tourist that he would be sat in the middle of a group of season ticket holders and offered the tourist the chance not to be sat in this sandwich to which the tourist denied this opportunity. Whether he fully understood what was being offered due to a slight language barrier, I'm not sure. The game kicked off and the tourist was continuing to FaceTime his buddies. Again, for me, not one issue. He even apologised for maybe going over the top by taking selfies, ETC. But between my lad and myself, we had a bit of a giggle about it all. No harm done. And when he returned late to his seat at the start of the second half, we joked that he'd spent half his time editing his footage and doing a FaceTime half-time analysis with his buddies. Five minutes before the end of the game, the crowd in general started to clear along with a few of this particular season ticket group. That is, all apart from one who seemed to feel a little incensed by this tourist behaviour throughout the game. This one guy then started started to ask the tourist quite aggressively who exactly was he talking to on his phone? Not once, but twice, and then three times. The tourist was taken aback a little and didn't quite know how to respond and was ultimately left a little shaken. The season ticket holder then also disappeared with the tourist left visibly shaken. Both my wife and I took pity on him and tried to explain that you do not have to justify how you to behave to anyone. I remember putting my arm across his shoulder to comfort him in the hope that the next uh, phase of his evening wouldn't become as, as or more daunting. I really, genuinely felt for this guy. Um, this left me feeling uh, with a kind of a what if. What if the tourist was me? Just assuming for now not being uh, a fan Uh, Of any one club in particular and being a tourist alone in the Bernabeu, Camp Nou, the Alliance and at some point have to deal with a completely needless verbal attack. What if this was anyone listening to this on the fancast or reading this? A little worrying maybe. Has anyone experienced this? There have been discussions on the fancast recently about how the club shows a do not care attitude to who match tickets are sold to. And the Slavia game left me with one or two thoughts. Correct me if I'm wrong. But was the Slavia Prague match not supposed to go on general sale for match day tickets? There were a good few Slavia fans uh, fans sat around us in the West Lower. So how did they get hold of tickets? Were touts snapping them up for cash at the ticket office and selling them on for a profit without any traceability? This wouldn't necessarily happen on a Premier League game match day. There's just a little fear in me that home section match day tickets falling into away team European fans' hands might just cause an issue or two with a lesser popular Europa League match. Thoughts, everybody. Good point, Nigel. What you, Dan, Daniel, this is kind of your uh, area of expertise, really, isn't it?
3: Yeah, I mean, touts, tickets. I mean, I think they did go on general sale for that game. I mean, you've got to walk out full of ballroom and you get tickets anywhere you want. It's so easy. Uh, I think the behaviour of the particular supporters is bang out of order. I mean, you may not agree with what they do, but you clearly see he's at his first game, enjoying himself, causing no offence. So why you have to get all aggressive, I don't know. It's ridiculous. It just it's it's stupid. It's, it's, we've got some white idiots sometimes following us. We just just don't need to behave like that.
0: I, mean, I, I get that totally, mate. Because I mean, where I sit up in Gate Seventeen, when on, on the days when I'm not sitting with you at a rubber, at a Europa yeah. match, I, I, I mean, I'll tell you something funnier in a minute. But the first thing is, I tend to get lots of tourists sitting near me for some reason. Obviously, everybody who sits near me can't wait to get away from me on a match day. I think that's the only explanation I can possibly find. And I just ignore them. Ignore them.
3: Exactly. Why? Why do you have to get
0: involved? Just ignore them. So yeah, what? And it, get on with it. Yeah, exactly. Unbelievable. I the other I thing, was a
2: bit stuck though, wasn't he being in the middle of the uh, of the mall? Well, the he street. should
0: have. He should have moved. To be fair, but I think Nigel makes the point that maybe he just didn't no, understand. No. But I mean, you know, I, I've moved out of my seat to accommodate people who have sat either side of me in the past. Yeah, yeah, fair you enough, know, absolutely. As you, know, it's, as
2: you do in the train, in the tube, whatever. If yeah, you know, together. so it's, it's, yeah, not, yeah. it's
0: not a biggie. Yeah, yeah. Um, I must tell you this, that it's really funny, though. This has happened twice to me recently. I'm going senile because I've gone to mergers like this where there's clearly people who don't usually go there every week. And I keep telling them to move out of their seat because they're sitting in my seat, only to find out that they're not actually sitting in my seat at all. Which makes me look really <coughs> stupid. So there you go. I thought I'd share that no, with you. No, it's easily done, Chidge.
2: <coughs> at your I age? It. At your age?
0: I know, I know. But Because I look a bit indignant that they're sitting in my seat. And then, of course, I realise that I've told them to get out of a seat that they're actually supposed to be sitting in. So there you go. Anyway, whatever. Next couple of, we got a couple of little dinky I ones. Think you should uh, read them both, both Chidge, because they're for oh. you. OK, all right, I will. They're only, they're only short. Uh, Paul Kane, uh, he, wants to, he just says, I want to say thanks for the beer and a good time last night, Chidge. If you're ever back in Portland, look me up and I'll show you some of our famous micro-brews and a Timbers game. Thanks again, Paul and Julian. And Dan will remember this, I think, because Dan was in the pub uh, yeah. for the Burnley match. Uh, but, uh, yeah, Paul and Julian turned up and we've had a quick beer with them. That was nice to see them. <clears throat> and lastly, James uh, Chekrala, I think that is. And he also turned up. And a Lovely lad, too. He said, Hi, Chidge. I just wanted to say thanks for your hospitality last week. It was great to meet you uh, and have a little chat. Um, but Where am I? It really made my match day something special. And thanks for the shout-out on last week's pod. I'm not sure when I'll get back to London, but when I do, I'll join you for that pint, I promised, and we can have a proper chat about the football. All the best, and up the Chels, James from New York. Yeah, that's absolutely bang on, and it's a shame. we. Did, uh, James turned up quite late, uh, so there wasn't really time for much of a chat, which was a great shame. Uh, but there you go and i've got a a last minute dot com one in here uh and this is just too good to, to not read out but this came through on patreon from the lovely anaband batter you'll like this jonathan he says hi chidge and the gang i have an idea for next season can we have a GoFundMe campaign for martin atkinson and buy him a man united season ticket ah. cheers anaband quality well done mate good way to end it right people that we're nearly nearly time to go home uh, dan can go and have his dinner uh, thank you for all the emails this week we love getting emails from you and as you know we'll always do our best to try and read them out so if you want to email us send it to chelsea fancast at gmail.com and try to get it to us by monday morning at the absolute latest uh, that i'm afraid is we've got time for tonight so uh, we will be back next tuesday tuesday everybody not monday Tuesday reason being it's a bank holiday Monday uh, over in England uh, next week and my wife forbids me from doing a fancast on a bank holiday Monday so I'm afraid it'll have to be Tuesday so therefore I will be joined by Jonathan possibly because I know Jonathan doesn't like Tuesday no, I, I so.
2: always make things happen on a Tuesday but I don't think I'm booked up at all next week so I think
0: okay it's fine good stuff no Lord's Nets for Jonathan next Tuesday which is good so hopefully Jonathan will be with me and we'll have Tony Glover and Joe Twiddy reunited after their last uh, performance uh, about a week ago I think Uh, and we'll be looking back obviously at the matches against Watford and the Europa Cup semi-final first leg against Frankfurt as well as looking forward to the second leg now don't forget to tune into the fancast on Love Sport Radio between 7 o'clock and 9pm this Friday join me Jonathan and Alex the girl who likes balls Churchill and Johnny Burrow as we digest the latest Chelsea news and look back at the European at the European Cup Freudian slip Europa Cup semi-final first leg against Frankfurt and look ahead to the Watford match I'm not quite sure how Johnny Burrow is going to deal with Alex Jonathan that'd be quite interesting won't it
2: very interesting very intimidated everybody yeah. please tune in just for that and phone in as well because that will really confuse him as well yeah yeah
0: terrific yeah, brilliant yeah do Jonathan's right do phone in it's great fun when you do and you because basically we can go completely off the script when you lot phone up and we like that like a bit of a debate. Uh, the number to call is 0208 70 20 uh, And of course, Love Sport can be found on uh, AM, the medium way, 558, and on all your digital kind of DAB channels, as well as Radio Player, TuneIn, and of course, lovesportradio.com. And shortly afterwards, uh, I put it up as a podcast on the usual Chelsea Fancast platforms, such as ChelseaFancast.com, Acast, Apple, SoundCloud, and Spotify, and all good podcast catchers. Right, you can follow the show on Twitter at Chelsea Fancast. Please, do, oh, by the way, I should just remind them all. I, I was in Twitter jail, or Chelsea Fancast was in Twitter jail last Friday, because I screwed up royally late on Thursday night. But they let us out on Saturday. But uh, that taught me a very valuable lesson: do not go on Twitter when you're in bed and you haven't got your glasses on. It leads to nothing good, trust me. So there we go. Anyway, follow us <laughs> on Twitter at what? Yeah, it's true. I, <laughs> what basically, because I was. Well, because I was in bed, and I, 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 I thought, well, I know, I'll just edit the Chelsea fancast profile, all right? And, you know, I was on my phone, so fat thumbs. I didn't have my glasses on, and I managed to change the birth date to something like, like today. And, of course, if you do that, it's like the alarm bells ring at Twitter, and you're like, you know, machine guns are pointed at your head from the watchtowers, because they don't let anybody under the age of 13 go on Twitter, and they decided that I was an underage uh twitter user and there's no no kind of discussion they just locked the account and i had to send off my bloody passport photo and all sorts of stuff to get it back it was like, it was unbelievable and they made me wait you know 28 hours it was it was awful you know, so there we go. So that taught me a very valuable lesson. As I said, don't tweet in bed without your glasses on. It doesn't lead to anything good. So there we go. Anyway, we're back now. But I thought for a minute I was going to lose all, all 28,000 of you or whatever it is. Anyway, follow Chelsea Fancast at Chelsea Fancast, me at Stanford Chidge, Jonathan at Jonathan Kidd, Dan at DanSilves73. Clayton at Goalie59. Of course, check out the ChelseaFancast.com website and many thanks to the bloggers who put up loads of content during the week, including at CFC GWLB, at Nick Stroudley, at Clitheroe Blue, at Dean Mears, at CFC Nicholas, at TosserofCoin, who has got a blog going up imminently at Got 95 at John Topier, and, of course, the other fan you can find uh, at Gate17Marco, at Joe Tweedy, at UK, at Liam underscore Toomey, and at OJ Harborn. Right, we're done. Uh, Clayton, as always, brilliant to have you on the show. Such a lovely, lovely uh, experience having you on the show with your, your wit
1: and wisdom, my You're friend. You're very kind. You're very kind. I've loved it. Been, been too yeah. long. Really enjoyed it tonight. It
0: has. Hopefully, catch up with you for a beer or five soon, and I'll wave to you at Watford if I
1: don't see you before. Well, you'll Uh, have to wave a long, long way because I'm gonna—I'm not going to be there. Oh no, really? Yes, I'm away the weekend celebrating a significant event.
0: Oh, so you are, aren't you? Well, I'll see you the day before, possibly then. Anyway, all right, good. Well, good to know. It's a shame I won't see you on the Sunday, but completely understand, Dan. I'm not going to see you on Sunday no. either, which is dreadful. I mean, won't we'll see you for a match for the rest of the season. This
3: is this is catas- catastrophic. Well, I hope we get together and watch the final, maybe.
0: Yeah, because, uh, well, if it's not on a Thursday night, <laughs> is it on a Wednesday? Yeah,
3: Wednesday.
0: That's a bitch for me, man, because I'm down here working. This is the trouble. Anyway, we'll work something <coughs> out. Uh, great to have you on, as always. Go and enjoy your dinner. Okay. Or as uh, John, si- John sit and said, bring your dinner. <laughs> <laughs> Well yeah, done, Charles, Well done. Now, indeed, good. last but by no means least, uh, the lovely, fantastic, wonderful Jonathan Kidd, who I will see on Friday, and I'm already looking forward to I it. Won't Mark.
2: see him on Thursday,
0: though. No, what? No, why would you see him on Thursday? Oh no, because it's away, mate. Exactly. You knew, so I'll see you on Friday, and we'll talk about it then. Yeah, good stuff. Lovely. All right, mate. Lovely stuff, guys. People in Mixley, you've been brilliant as always. Thank you for your lovely messages all night. It's always great fun to read them. Sorry I don't get to read them all out. We will speak to you lot again on uh, Tuesday uh, next week, and I look forward to that. Right. Thank you for listening. See you next time. Until then, keep it blue, keep it carefree, and keep it chills. up the chills!